the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, Monday. Woo! Man, I thought the rain was over. We had to have a nasty start to the day. Now it's pretty nice outside. I'm liking that. And I just heard Barry say that. Was that Barry that I heard? Is that Barry Brandt? Okay, so I'll believe it. It's Barry Brandt. He would never lie to us. He says tomorrow, just a 20% chance. All right, 80% chance no rain at all. I'm I'm all about that. You know, what's great about this show, and I like to at times brag about the greatness of the show, because we do have great guests, and we got a great one to start off today. Scott Jennings is going to be with us. He served with Judge Kavanaugh in the George W. Bush White House and knows him personally. We're going to get him up and ready to go right off the bat. And, Scott, thanks for giving us the time here on the Dave Ellswick Show here in Little Rock. How are you doing today? I'm great and glad to be with you. Thank you very much. Tell us a little bit of your recollections of, of, of Judge Kavanaugh that are different from what the media has been bombarding us with. Well, uh, my recollections are nothing like uh, what the media and what the uh, accusations would have you believe. I think Brett Kavanaugh is a dedicated family man, a good husband, a good father. He was a very uh, strong uh, staff secretary. That's how I knew him in the Bush White House, very methodical about his work, very thorough, uh, somebody who uh, went about his job in an honest fashion, a man of high character. I mean, exactly the kind of person you'd want on the Supreme Court. And I would just encourage everybody who's listening to this to ignore the smear job that's going on here and understand that Brett Kavanaugh has dedicated the last 25 years of his life to public service, and he's earned the nomination and should be confirmed, in my opinion. Yeah. How does this play with you? I mean, you know Kavanaugh personally, and you see all of this stuff coming out of the woodwork directed at him. I mean, there's this new thing that just came out today a Yale classmate that says, you know, he drank to excess all the time. I mean, this stuff just kind of drives me crazy. I mean, anybody can say anything. You know what I'm saying? That they can't prove it, can't disprove it. Yeah, I mean, anybody anybody can say anything, and anybody does say anything, and anybody will say anything to achieve their political objectives, and that's the issue here, is you've got a dedicated group of liberals who are so upset that Donald Trump gets to put anybody on the Supreme Court, that they will destroy anyone to stop it from happening. They want to delay this or defeat Kavanaugh, and then they want to win the election in November, and then they want to hold this seat open for two years because they're so desperate to protect Roe versus Wade. That's what this whole thing is about. It's about abortion politics, and if they have to destroy Brett Kavanaugh, destroy a man's good name to do it, they'll do it. Uh, It wouldn't matter, frankly, in my opinion, who Donald Trump nominated. Uh, they would be on a path of destruction for anybody, uh, all because of Roe versus Wade and their desperation to save it. This is this is outrageous what they've done to this guy. He built a life. He spent a lifetime building a good name, and they've just tried to destroy it here over the last three weeks. I hope he gets his vote at the end of the week, and I hope all the Republicans stick with him because a failure, in my opinion, to stand up to this liberal mob, this angry liberal mob, 
which is working in full collusion with the media uh, to destroy Kavanaugh would be, I think, detrimental to Republican prospects in November. Yeah, I, I'm just sitting here kind of rolling over what this guy at uh, – he was an associate professor somewhere, and what does that say about him? He's in his mid-50s and his associate professor. That says nothing about his capacities. But the bottom line about how Kavanaugh threw a drink in some guy's face and everything, it's just – I'm glad to be on to be honest with you that, that when I went to college, there was none of this uh, YouTube stuff or there was nothing on cell phones that people could make uh, videos of me and stuff. Because look, I drank when I was in college. I got drunk when I was in college. I know a lot of people who did that. It, w- it I don't think it should keep me from being a talk show host. I don't think that if uh, Brett Kavanaugh got uh, under the influence sometime that that should keep him from being a, a Supreme Court justice or are the only people who can be Supreme Court justices have to be, you know, teetotalers. I mean, this has gotten to be crazy, absolutely crazy. The whole Me Too movement is crazy. Listen, it, it's outrageous. I mean, they moved the goalposts. First, this was supposedly about Dr. Ford. Now it's about you know, what kind of beer, how much beer Brett Kavanaugh drank in college. And by the way, this is coming from the same political party that protected and lionized a United States senator who once got drunk and drove a woman off the side of a bridge and yep. let her die in a river Yep, because he couldn't control his drinking. These are the same people who are now lecturing us about Brett Kavanaugh having had a beer in high school or college. Give me a break. It's outrageous. And it shows that they will say and do anything to destroy someone to protect their liberal ideology. It well, is outrageous. And I think people, I think the American people see right through this. I absolutely do. Well, I I hope so. I hope they do. I just ask people to look. Do you have any, do you have any uh, skeletons in your closet? Do you have a piece of, uh, you know, bone in your closet? Because if, if you do, these kind of people will do everything they can do to make a mountain out of a molehill and destroy you. They have, you know, Will Brett Kavanaugh ever be able to get his name back? I mean, from now on, when somebody says his name, all this crap is going to come up. Oh, of course not. And 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 listen to what they say about Kavanaugh today. And in the same breath, they say, and and you know, Clarence Thomas is still operating under a cloud. I mean, they say that they want to impeach Kavanaugh. Whether he gets confirmed or not, they want to impeach Kavanaugh off the bench. And some say they want to go back and impeach Clarence Thomas. And then the others say, well, you know, you can't have a Supreme Court where two of the justices, you know, have a perpetual cloud over them. No, where do you go in this world to get your good name back when you have this onslaught the way Kavanaugh has faced it? Yeah, I think he's going to be confirmed. But where do you go to get your name back? Where do you go to find somebody who gets to explain to your two young daughters Hey, everything they said about your dad is baloney. Yeah. Where do you go? You don't go the, the reality, you don't go anywhere. You just have to live with it. You just have to live with their path of destruction. And this is what people hate about politics and it's why good people choose not to go into public service. You want to guarantee that we have a government full of people who are mediocre at best and at worst there for the wrong reasons. Treat people like Brett Kavanaugh the way you're treating him and you will guarantee yourself to be doomed to a government full of people who aren't anywhere near as good as the guy Brett Kavanaugh is. Well, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I like to stay, say I'm stunned, but after, you know, I'm 65, so I saw what they did to Bork. 
I saw what they did to Clarence Thomas, and and now I'm seeing what they're not only doing to Kavanaugh right now, but what they're doing to him for the future. Did you see what Jake Tapper had to say over the weekend? He said that all of the uh, the cases that he would hear would have a, a, I guess, a stain of illegitimacy on them when the when the Supreme Court uh, rendered their verdicts on them. Well, that's what they generally say about Trump. You know, you, if you listen carefully to the Democrats, they want to say that this is an illegitimate presidency and everything that flows from it is therefore illegitimate. Policy decisions, laws that he signs, people that he appoints. They want to use that word. This is all illegitimate because of the way it all happened. And that's what they have to tell themselves because they are not yet over having lost the election. And so they form an angry mob and they get whipped up about illegitimacy and this or that or the other. Well, you know what I would say to the angry mob here? Try winning an election. You want to have your politics enforced? You want to have your policies enforced? You want to stop whining about things? Try winning an election because they haven't won an election here in a while. And I get it. If I had won in a while, I'd be mad too. But the reality is we have a system that works this way. You win, you set policy, and you make the confirmation choices. That's how it works. Try winning an election instead of being an angry mob that wants to throw due process and the presumption of innocence out the window. Well, when you've got senators who say that due process and whether you're innocent or not doesn't mean anything, you know you've got a serious problem in Washington, D.C. You got to ask, were you proud of uh, Senator Lindsey Graham last week? I could not have been prouder of Lindsey Graham because I think he spoke for every Republican out there. I have heard from so many Republicans, the never Trumpers, the lukewarm Trumpers, the MAGA people, like people across the Republican spectrum. I've never seen an issue galvanize this party. And since Trump came on the scene, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, division in the Republican Party. This thing has united and galvanized this party. And I think Lindsey Graham gave voice to all of that. I think everybody in this party understands that if we fail to stand up to this liberal, angry mob and protect Brett Kavanaugh and confirm Brett Kavanaugh, then it'll be open season on any Republican nominee out there. They'll see that these tactics work and they'll just it, any anybody anybody will be targeted next. It could be anybody for any job, and so we have to stand up to them. And I think Lindsey Graham gave voice to that. I was proud of Lindsey. Yeah, I was too. Uh, we need to take a quick break. Uh, our guest Scott Jennings. He served with Judge Kavanaugh in the George W. Bush White House. He knows him personally. Uh, we'll come back. You got a few more moments for us. Absolutely. All right, you hang in there. We'll be right back. Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget that if you're looking to expand your career, if you're looking to climb the ladder to success, if you like to use your hands, if you like to work outdoors, then uh, make your career with one of the leading companies that can help you out with that. PI Roofing and Home Solutions is expanding their operations department to better serve their customers as they grow. Uh, you can build your future with them, PI Roofing and Home Solutions has career opportunities now in their commercial roofing and service division, uh, residential roofing and service division, home solutions division, so you can make a difference with them. As you climb your ladder to success, you can apply at piroofing.com or call them 501-707-3551. Back with more with Scott Jennings when we return. All right, we move back into the show. Scott Jennings is our guest. He served with Judge Kavanaugh in the George W. Bush White House. Knows him personally. 
Hey, uh, Scott, I got a clip that I have from uh, Newt Gingrich that he uh, he was talking about the upcoming election uh, in November, on November 6th, and he believes that what the Democrats have been doing is going, it could end up costing them uh, dearly in the November elections. Let's hear what he has to say, and then let's come back and talk about it just a moment. Here's Newt Gingrich. Well, look, the Democrats can't get away from being the the resistance party. It's what they spent the last two years on. Uh, it started election night. Uh, and, and my prediction, I, I did this, uh, I, I just wrote a small paper that's at Amazon on the 2018 election. And I started by linking to an interview I did with Megyn Kelly two weeks before the election last time when everybody knew Trump was going to lose. Uh, people tend to forget this. Everybody knew Trump was going to lose. Well, I'm here to say I think the odds are even money. Election night 2018 will be an even worse shock for the left than 2016 was. I don't think people want open borders. I don't think people want tolerance for fentanyl and opiate deaths. I don't think people want giant tax increases. I don't think people want to see mobs out there running around intimidating and bullying people. Uh, And I think that the Democrats are in a very, very weak position going into the last five weeks. Yeah, and I really think that people don't want to see it the way Brett Kavanaugh has been treated by the Democrats either. Uh, Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I agree that I think the tactics they're using against Kavanaugh. Well, in fact, in the latest in the latest uh, Quinnipiac poll that came out today, more Americans than not thought Kavanaugh had been treated unfairly, and more Americans than not thought he had been the target of an unfair uh, smear campaign. So people clearly see see this for what it's for. Uh, I do think the Republicans face some electoral challenges out there, if if only because they're running you know twenty five House races in districts that Hillary Clinton carried in twenty sixteen that they currently represent in the House. That's problematic. Of course, Democrats are raising a lot of money. I mean, they've got they've got history would tell you that they should pick up seats in a midterm. But I would also say that in the big red uh, uh, rural states where the big Senate races are being run, I think Republicans uh, are fired up right now. I think enthusiasm has been high among Democrats, of course, since they lost. But Republican enthusiasm has been rising, and I think this Kavanaugh thing has put that on overdrive. Yeah, I, I think it has as well. And let's not forget what the number one issue was back in 2016. It was the Supreme Court. What is the number one issue, according to Gallup in their latest poll? The Supreme Court. People are paying attention to this, and they're definitely paying attention, I believe, to the way the Democrats are conducting themselves. Oh, no question about it. And and it's Republican voters that I think get really fired up about this because they understand the implications of activist courts. They understand the implications. When you put judges on the bench the way Obama did, who want to rewrite the laws, who want to interpret the Constitution as they think it should have been written, not as it was written. They see the detrimental impact this has on our country. It has on our daily lives. It has on our schools. It has on our economy. You know, every aspect of our lives can be affected by activist courts. And so Obama, during his eight years, put about 40% of the judges who are currently serving on the bench. That's a big number. George W. Bush did about a third uh, in, his, in his eight years. Trump and McConnell have done a really good job of swinging the pendulum back, but it doesn't get any bigger than the Supreme Court. He's gotten one. He needs to get a second. And Republicans know how vital this is, not just for the next you know, short-term period, but Kavanaugh could be on the bench for 30 years. And so this is a long-term play and a long-term interest for the Republican Party. If you want to stop this country from lurching dramatically to the left, you do it by restoring balance on the federal judiciary. 
Well, absolutely, because that's the way the left has been advancing their cause for the last 20 years is using, well, even longer than that, uh, they've been using the Supreme Court. They've been, they've not been using the ballot box. No, that's right. I mean, they, you know, winning elections, uh, okay, fine if they win, but what they really want is for these activist courts to, to do their policy bidding uh, when the political powers that be, when the people have spoken, if they don't like what the people have to say, they can use an activist court to change it. And so it's a, it's a heck of a lot easier to get uh, one judge to do your bidding than it is to win an election, I guess. And that's what they like to do. So uh, now that we're getting some balance restored to the judiciary, that's why they're raging so hard against you know these Trump appointees. And it's why Republicans have to be vigilant and they have to vote, because if the Democrats win the Senate, we won't get any more judges. They will shut down all judges for the next two oh, yeah. years. That is a fact. They'll shut them all down. And in fact, they're talking about impeaching people like Kavanaugh uh, if they win the House. And so uh, there'll be a war on Trump's judiciary if the Democrats get control. And that's why I think Republicans are taking a lot more interest in this, and they've got to vote. If they don't vote, Democrats are going to absolutely stop Donald Trump and what he's doing to restore balance to the judiciary. Our guest, Scott Jennings, he served with uh, Judge Kavanaugh in the George W. Bush White House, knows him personally. So, uh, Scott, why do you believe Flake did what he did? I mean, surely he knows this that wasn't enough for the Democrats. They're already showing that's not enough. They're already saying that this is a farce. The senator from Hawaii saying, see, it's a farce. They're not they're not really pressing this issue. Why would Flake, you know, even fall for this other than he's going to be out after, uh, you know, the election? Yeah, I would I would hesitate to try to get inside his head on it. I know senators get input from a lot of different people and make decisions for different reasons. And I and I don't doubt that he was sincere in in believing that he was trying to do the right thing. But I think being sincere and trying to do the right thing only works if the people on the other side of that decision are also operating in good faith. And we know the Democrats on the Judiciary Committee are not operating in good faith. As you pointed out, look how they've been acting. They demanded this. Flake gave in, and immediately they started trashing it. It's not legitimate. The scope's not big enough. It's politicized. It's this. It's that. So they were never going to accept this as, okay, fine, you guys did what we asked you to do. It's legitimate. We're going to vote for Kavanaugh. They were never going to accept it. And at the end of this week, when the FBI finds out what they have found out six times before, that there's no issues with Kavanaugh, they're still not going to accept it, and they're going to ask for another delay and another delay and another delay because they don't care about Ford. They don't care about Anything except delaying this past the election in the hopes that they win. That's all this has ever been about. Delay, delay, delay. I got about a minute and a half. So do you think they'll take the vote on Friday? Uh, I sure hope so, because the FBI has been mandated to send these results in within a week. And if they don't vote on Brett Kavanaugh at the end of this thing, I just think there's going to be, I mean, if you're a Republican, and you install Donald Trump and Republican majorities in the House and the Senate. We control all three legs of the stools, and if they don't take a vote on Brett Kavanaugh and defend him against this liberal mob, why are we voting for this party? I mean, I think that's what a lot of Republicans are going to be asking themselves. So I, I personally believe 
that Senate Majority Leader McConnell is all in and all in dedicated to protecting and forcing a vote on Kavanaugh. So, yes, I will say they're going to vote on him, and I hope Flake and Collins and Murkowski, since they got what they wanted on the FBI investigation, will come through and give this man the votes he deserves to get on the Supreme Court. I agree with you 100%. Scott Jennings, thank you for the time. We appreciate you. All right. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye now. All right. Scott Jennings, who served with Kavanaugh in the George W. Bush White House, personal friend, of course, says that the, the Kavanaugh you're hearing about is not the Kavanaugh that he knows. And I agree with what he just said at the end. If we don't take the vote right after the FBI is done with this uh, investigation, then why are we voting for this party? They got all three legs of uh, of the power. Why would we continue voting for this party? All right, we got to get a break in top of the hour. Uh, or bottom of the hour news coming up. Uh, don't forget that uh, Sheriff David Clark will join us right after the news at 3 o'clock on the Dave Ellswick Show. And don't forget about my good friends over at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics, that new state-of-the-art facility at their old location on 12th Street. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, has been the same since the late 80s. Now up-to-date, ready-to-go, mastectomy, uh, uh, location give those patients privacy and uh, comfort we're going to have uh, those folks on here uh, next week on wednesday at five o'clock talk about that ladies you want to be listening to it especially if you've had to go through any kind of breast uh, reduction or repl- or uh, uh, you know surgery to remove a breast because of breast cancer uh, they'll have all kinds of information that uh, you'll want to hear They've got a large new waiting room, central heat and air, perfect winter, summer, fall, uh, springtime, you name it. Be a great place to sit. Got plenty of room to to uh, relax a little bit while you wait to get in and talk to one of the prosthesis. And then uh, last but not least, a new gate room uh, lets the, uh, the doctors get down low and be able to see how your gate is. Uh, are you... Uh, handling that prosthetic or orthotic the correct way? Is it thrown off the way that you walk? Uh, these are all things that are, are going to be uh, addressed with the facility on 12th Street. And they got five other locations. So with this one, they got six, uh, Little Rock North, Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy. It's uh, Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. They provide a lifetime of uh, support. Big news uh, happened over the weekend. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, before we get to the end of this half hour. But right now, uh, the president spoke today during his presser about the new NAFTA deal with Canada, uh, about what's going on uh, with this FBI investigation. And, uh, I mean, there's all these huge, I mean, huge, uh, big, large, unbelievably uh, provocative headlines that you're seeing out there. Uh, this one I just seen, I'm seeing on, on, on Drudge right now says the White House expands FBI investigation. The White House has reportedly permitted the FBI to interview anyone deemed appropriate in its investigation into sexual misconduct allegations against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. The New York Times reporting 
that the White House gave authorization to expand the investigation from an initial limited list of witnesses, provided that the review is completed by the end of the week. The FBI has already spoken with those four individuals it had been given permission to speak to. The White House did not immediately respond to requests for comment. The uh, Times report came shortly after President Trump insisted at a press conference that he wanted a comprehensive investigation of the claims against Kavanaugh as long as it's completed quickly. Quote, I think the FBI should do what they have to do. Well, let's hear what he had to say. Here's what the president said. Cut number one about the FBI. Making this decision. And I'm instructing them as per what the Senate is looking for. Just for clarity, will you uh, instruct the White House counsel, Don McGahn, to give the FBI free reign to interview whomever they feel is necessary? Well, I have so instructed him, and I did it again over the weekend because I see the press was, I don't want to use the word in this case, misleading. It's a much more complex subject than anybody would understand and then most people understand but essentially i have done that but i did also say within the bounds of what the senate wants we don't want to go on a to use a an expression often used by me we don't want to go on a witch hunt do we all right there you go yeah we don't want to go on a, a witch hunt and i agree with that we don't want this to turn into russian collusion 2.0 that's that, that and that's not what it's supposed to be I mean, the other big story that's out right now is, well, they haven't talked to Dr. Ford. Why do they got to talk to Why would you even want to talk to Dr. Ford? Why would you want to talk to these other witnesses even? They have sworn affidavit signatures. If they, if, if they lied in those, those affidavits, they perjure themselves. It's, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It really, really is. It is absolutely crazy. So I'm you know, just looking. Donald Trump suggested today some of the Democrats questioning Supreme Court nominee Britton Kavanaugh had their own private behavioral issues, saying that they're not angels, and specifically called out one he had seen in very bad situations. Kavanaugh has denied multiple allegations of sexual misconduct, which have not been collaborated by any direct evidence. Now, here's key. How and who has been has had money, taxpayer money used to pay off their accusers in the House and the Senate? We know it's been going on. Who was it? And should we open up an FBI investigation into every one of them? It's the kettle calling the pot black all the time. This is, they're out to do whatever they have to do to keep Kavanaugh from being on the Supreme Court because they don't want to see that it swings to the right and they believe if it swings to the right, their way of getting their particular ideology Uh, passed in America has not been at the ballot box. They've been defeated at the ballot box. Look, the only way they could get gay marriage uh, passed was to take it to the Supreme Court. If Kennedy had been gone and let's say Kavanaugh had been there, would that have happened? It's very questionable. 
if it would have happened. I mean, look, the left is going crazy. I, I read a letter in the, to the editor today, and I, I wish I had the paper right here. If I did, I'd read it to you, because there's one statement in it that just drove me wild, and, it, and it's a perfect example of how the left works. I said, well, you got a president in there uh, who's put in a Supreme uh, Justice nominee that didn't even win the popular vote. He got in there because of the Electoral College. Well, you dummy. This is when I wish I was on satellite. Uh, You dummy. That's how you win elections. That's how you win the presidency. It's not by popular vote it's by the electoral college it's in the constitution you might want to read it once in a while maybe once just so you know what's in it it's not by popular vote that you win the presidency if you want to change it then change get an amendment to the constitution Oh, what about a bunch of idiots? I'm going to find it when I take this break. And I'll come back and I'm going to read it to you. Just a rabbit lefty. i got to read it to you. This is why you don't want to vote Democrat. Any way, shape, or form. Because they, they think in lockstep with this stuff. Did you know that there's 567 different ways to claim your Social Security benefits? 2,728 rules in the Social Security handbook. And to make matters worse, the government has told the Social Security Administration that they're forbidden to offer you any personalized advice. So you're on your own. You're on your own. Let's go out and get some information from somebody you think knows what's going on. And it's no wonder why as much as $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year when it comes to Social Security. You can learn how you could wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in the up-to-date 2018 Guide to Social Security. You get one from David Lucas. He's the host of the David Lucas Show that you hear on 101.1 FM. The Answer every Saturday, 10 a.m., 3 p.m. Get your free 2018 Guide to Social Security All you have to do, be one of the first 10 callers right now, 501-653-6690. And that way you won't be leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table over your retirement from uh, Social Security. Get back every nickel that's rightfully yours. Number again, 501-653-6690. Or if you can't call, go on the internet and go to davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, back with you here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Yeah, this letter I was referring to was in the Sunday edition of uh, the uh, paper uh, in the, uh, what is it, the, what do they call it, the editorial page. Uh, and uh, since it's a published letter, I'll just use the person's name. Nancy Baxter, Little Rock, showed her ignorance. She showed her ignorance. Uh I am frequently infuriated by this newspaper paper's pro-Republican stance, but never more so than by Mike Huckabee's disgusting op-ed piece last Sunday. This right-wing rant paints all Democrats as deceptive, supporting, quote, a radical agenda that threatens to undermine the democratic process and the will of the people. He blatantly states that Democrats in Congress are not here to represent the American people, 
and calls Chuck Schumer's agenda the sleazy tactics of the fringe. Well, it's the pot calling the kettle black. Okay, so that's her opinion. And I agree that Mike Huckabee has his right to his opinion as well, although she doesn't think so. Then she gets into what she wants to say are the facts of the matter here. So let's let's read what she has to say next in this next segment. I beg to disagree. Now, she's disagreeing with what Mike Huckabee said in the most vehement terms. First and foremost, Trump was not elected by a majority of voters, but by the Electoral College. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So he was voted constitutionally. He was made president. As the Constitution says, we elect our president. Evidently, that uh, Nancy doesn't know that. She doesn't know that it's not the popular vote that elects a president. It is the Electoral College. Thank God for that. Um, goes on to say, she goes on to say, polls prove most Americans, and she goes, she talks about abortion, a woman's right to choose, Sensible immigration laws and regulations, which she doesn't want to offer anything. What is sensible, Nancy? What's what's a sensible immigration law and uh, regulation? Environmental protections, opposing industrial pollution, and preserving our right to clean water and air. Keeping our national parks and public lands out of the hands of giant corporations. Protecting the rights of women and LGBTQ XYZ one, two, three, five minorities, and even, I added that, and even same-sex marriage. Okay, right there in that paragraph, you have the answer about Nancy Baxter, who's who I can tell you, Nancy, which polls are you using about a woman's right to choose, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? What, what polls are you using about immigration reform, about environmental protection? I can give you... Uh, polls that say just the opposite of what you just said. And then what you'll say is, yeah, but look who your polls are. And I'm just going to say, yeah, and look at who your polls are from. Quote, and here's another quote, and, you know, in her mind, this proves everything. It is widely understood that Democrats are the party of the people. It's a party of the people here in, in Arkansas. You think Democrats are a party of the people in Arkansas? Okay. Uh, the middle class. Middle class has been suffering under the Democrats for years, Nancy. Do a little, do a little study on that. It's uh, only this president who's been able to turn it around, and the middle class has actually saw an uptick in their wallets and their standard of living, it's been stagnant since the mid-90s. Um, this says, if you need illustration, see the daily antics of our so-called president, who has been proved to lie to the American people every day about everything from the size of his inauguration audience to immigration crime and his relationships with foreign powers. Well, Nancy, I will say this much about you. you. You have gone out of your way to have the exact 
information from the Democrat playbook that they're using uh, in this elector cycle. And uh, you did a good job. Yeah, you know, you've done, you've done well. Um, how about those? She says, Trump and his cronies are endangering our democracy by alienating our allies around the world. It's not alienating anybody. Uh, but what else we got? Undercutting environmental safeguards, denying the catastrophic effects of global warming, inflaming racism and misogyny, and fomenting uh, worldwide trade wars. The Huckabees deny these realities. Their promised prosperity, like the profits from their tax cuts, is largely for themselves and their rich friends and corporate supporters, not for you and me. Well, news has proven that you're absolutely wrong about that, Nancy. There's plenty of jobs. People are working. People are making better money. They're getting paid more. Uh, their standard of living is going up. Black employment is down. Hispanic employment is down. Pay I think you mean unemployment. Up, or unemployment, pardon me. Unemployment. Thank you very much, Russ. Uh, unemployment is down. Unemployment for Hispanics is down. And they're all making better money. I guess that's not the way we want to go. We're going to go back the way the Democrats had it. Yeah. Black unemployment up. Hispanic unemployment up. Pay stagnant. Housing market stagnant. 401ks decimated. Yeah, you got it. Nancy, do your homework. All right. That stuff drives me crazy. Do I, do I have a break still to get in or did I get in? Okay, we already got it in. Good. Glad that that's done. So, you know, I was talking a moment ago with Scott Jennings because I sure don't understand what Flake thought he was going to do by you know, getting with Coons and the Democrats and doing this FBI thing. I just saw that uh, McConnell, uh, you know, was in this whole thing about uh, talking about this FBI thing. They, they, he's, he was responding to how the left is saying, well, the FBI hasn't even talked to Dr. Ford. Well, they don't need to talk to Dr. Ford. She talked and talked and talked last week in front of the Senate. And and it was all written down, and it was all. Uh, I wouldn't say she to. talked yeah. as much as she, she read. read. Yeah, she read what she wanted to say, and it was all you know uh, under oath. And if what she said was false, she'd be held uh, in, uh, you know, in contempt. They really didn't need to sit down and talk with her. Not necessary. What what new things are she going to come up with? Maybe. Oh, well, maybe. I will say this, Ross, maybe she would know who gave her a ride home when she left that party or who gave her a ride there when she went to that supposed party that everybody else says either didn't happen or they didn't see anything that she says that they saw. Anyway, Sununu was on uh, this weekend and said that Flake got manipulated by Coons. Here's what uh, Sununu had to say. You also heard Chris Coons make the point there on 60 Minutes saying that uh, Kavanaugh's exchanges with some of those senators, they were just over the line angry at times. Governor? 
Yeah, that's a self-righteousness, pompous ass, uh, misrepresenting the reality of, of an, uh, someone who knows they're innocent trying to defend themselves. Senator Coons manipulated Flake into doing this foolish thing, and, and that 60 Minutes uh, uh, presentation by both of them just was a joke. Well, you know, when we look at those sitting senators, Flake and Coons coming together in sort of this compromise, I mean, how do you address that? Governor? It's not a compromise. It's not a compromise. What the Democrats give? Hmm. Compromise, both sides give. Flake gave the Democrats what they wanted and got zero in return. That's not a compromise. There you go. That's true. Compromise is give and take. There's no give and take. It was all take, 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 take from the left. And now that they've taken and gotten, uh, you know, the Republicans to say, we'll give you another week. We'll get the FBI involved. President did that as well. Now it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I mean, you got, uh, what's her name? The, the, the crackpot from Hawaii out there. That's Senator. Uh, Hirono, is that her name? Hirono? Uh, you know, she said the FBI Kavanaugh investigation is already shaping up to be a farce. See, it wouldn't have mattered what they would have done. It wouldn't matter what, unless they found something that completely got, could uh, disqualify Kavanaugh. It wasn't any good. It wasn't about good or not good, FBI or no FBI. It wasn't about that. It was about delay. Delay, 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 delay. That's what it was. You know, I mean, wake up about what they're doing. Got to vote on this by the end of the week. At least I would hope it would be Friday. It might end up being Monday. But uh, get what the FBI has. And and they're not going to have much. Bottom line is, think about it. They can't tell you what to think. All they can do is say, Here's what people said. Bottom line. All right. It's uh, time for me to get out of here until uh, the next hour. And we're going to have very special guest, Sheriff David Clark. Nancy, you might want not want to listen to this. It upsets you. Uh, we'll have uh, Sheriff David Clark with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I told you we had great guests today. We started it off today with Scott Jennings, uh, who served with Kavanaugh in George W. Bush's uh, administration and knows him personally. And we talked about uh, the judge and we talked about what the Democrats are trying to do. And then we turn around here in this half hour and Sheriff David Clark is going to be with us, senior advisor and spokesman, America First Action. Sheriff, how you doing? It's been a while since we've talked. Good to hear you again. Hey, fantastic. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. I'm humbled by that. All right, well, let, let's talk here. Uh, let's get your take on what's going on with, uh, which, with I want to say sheriff, and that's not right, Judge Kavanaugh. Yeah, this is a travesty. It really is. This whole constitutional process of advice and consent has been bastardized by the left. As the judge indicated in his opening statement on Thursday, he said it has turned into search and destroy. Uh, and what a shame for a really good man. Uh, who is qualified, he's well qualified uh, for this position, and the Democrats doing uh, employing their strategy of by any means necessary uh, are doing, in fact, that to block this nomination. I think that the GOP and the Senate Judiciary got hoodwinked on this. They bent over backwards 
Senator Grassley kept moving the deadline to accommodate Ford and accommodate his colleagues on the Senate Judiciary, and it didn't matter. They were playing a game, and uh, he fell for it. So now they leave this guy twisting in the wind yet another week over this FBI investigation. And it won't matter uh, what comes out of this. The FBI isn't going to find anything. And it won't matter. The Democrats will not say, well, okay, you did what we asked you to do. Let's go ahead and vote. Right now they're scheming for their next step, which they've already uh, broadcast, which is to uh, shame the the FBI investigation and say it it was uh, done in a cursory fashion. It wasn't serious. They need to be given all the time uh, that they need to do a thorough investigation. This is all dog whistle, dog whistle for please hold off until after the midterm uh, uh, elections. And so, you know, we already say, we already know. And then Nancy Pelosi said, we have our talking point. She didn't say that, but I am. And it's uh, to give us the Senate in November and we'll stop Donald Trump, president Trump. And we'll also stop, um, the GOP from seating, uh, judge Kavanaugh onto the Supreme court. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. You hit it right on the head. Uh, McConnell, to his credit, you know, I got to tell you, I've, I've not been a big Mitch McConnell fan. He typically doesn't grab me as a guy who has a lot of intestinal fortitude many times. But uh, he just gave up another speech in the well of the Senate, and he said, we're going to vote on Kavanaugh this week. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. And he'd been, he says, I've been informed by the FBI that they're going to be done with this uh, investigation by tomorrow. Yeah, I, I know. And like I said, uh, to the Democrats, that won't matter. And I think Mitch McConnell has done uh, a decent job of his nomination. I thought he did a better job on the Gorsuch one. And the reason why I say that, why these two are different, is um, they're playing the Democrats' game. They didn't play the Democrats', Democrats game in uh, the Neil Gorsuch um, advice and consent hearing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you move the goalposts, you just or you allow the Democrats to move the goalposts and you just allow them more time to regroup, get on message, get their narrative together, their talking points and go out. And with the help of the their accomplice, um, liberal media, the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, Huffington Post and their ilk to go out there and peddle propaganda, uh, which they're doing against this, this great man, Brett Kavanaugh. Who did not do this? Okay, I don't know what happened to Ford. I don't have to know what happened to Ford. I know, based on what I'm hearing, based on what I'm reading, that Brett Kavanaugh did not do this. That's the important thing for me here, not to worry about what happened with uh, Ms. Ford. Somebody else has got to worry about that. Yeah, I I think that uh, there's no proof, and as far as I'm concerned. You're you're presumed innocent until you're proven guilty. There's been no proof. Uh, of guilt here there's been no proof of uh you know anything i mean how do you prove you're not guilty of something i mean you have to agree to be investigated by the fbi that's the most ridiculous uh thing i've ever heard it was a he said she said well the rule of law is turned on its head and that's why i meant when i said this whole process has been bastardized uh, by the democrats you're right there's this presumption of innocence that doesn't seem to hold when it comes to anybody nominated by a GOP president, not just um, uh, Donald Trump, but even previous presidents. And so when we lose these concepts that are time-honored, time-tested, like presumption of innocent, um, 
you know, proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Those are concepts and theories, and those can go away very quickly, and that's what the left is doing by trampling on the rule of law here. People want to say, well, this isn't a court of law, this this uh, Senate confirmation hearing, but it is a constitutional government process, so due process applies here. And the due process standard is that uh, Judge Kavanaugh retains these things such as proof beyond a reasonable doubt, um, no, no, no indictment unless there's a grand jury. Uh, you know, the grand jury returns an indictment. They've already burned this guy at the stake. They've already tarred and feathered him. So, and as as the judge indicated, he went there Thursday to save his good name. But the fact is, he knows. He says my reputation has been trashed forever, and he's right. That's what the shame of this process is. We take good Americans who've been asked to serve. Look, Judge Kavanaugh didn't seek this position. The president reached out and tapped him and said, I need your service. And he stepped up willing to serve. He put everything on the line. Think of what his family's going through. I'm tired of hearing about Ford and, and what she's going through and what she's been through. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm indifferent to that, but I'm saying, wait, there's two people here, darn it. But it only seems, uh, according to the Democrats, that there's only one person here, and it's Ms. Ford. Well, there's been so many people prosecutors and whatever, you've got a lady who says this happened. You have four sworn affidavits that said, no, it didn't. I didn't see it. I don't know what went down. And she's got who a person who evidently used to be a friend who has said, no, I don't know what, I don't know Kavanaugh. I don't know what went down. I mean, if, if you were investigating that sheriff, you would have to look at that and go, there's nothing here. Well, I have investigated. I spent four years in law enforcement, and about 14 or 15 of those were in the Criminal Investigation Bureau as a detective and as a lieutenant supervising criminal investigations up to and including murder. So I know what it takes uh, to do a, a complete and thorough investigation. Like you said, 36 years ago, we cannot recreate the scene. We'll never recover evidence. Sexual assault investigations are about trace evidence. In other words, you go to a scene, if the perpetrator was there, he brought something into that scene and he left something, uh, or he, he left with something from that scene, carpet fibers, for instance, trace evidence like fingerprints, saliva, uh, those sorts of things, you know, marks on the, 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 the victim, so to speak. We'll never get there. We'll never find that sort of thing. So I would say, and people have said this to me, and I've said it in certain situations, you say, well, you know, sir, how do you know? You weren't there 36 years ago. You know what my response is? Okay, fine. Show me the evidence, and then we can proceed. There is no evidence. If there is no evidence, you know what? We got to move on. Yeah, what's, what's the old saying? If there is no evidence, there is no crime. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the... This whole ruse about the FBI, and the FBI knows that they've been put into a precarious situation. And you watch, they're going to get smeared by the same people who've been propping them up over this um, uh, Mueller investigation and the corruption that went on with McCabe and Strzok and Comey and others. They've been, the Democrats have been rallying around the FBI, trying to uh, enhance their reputation. But watch when they come back and say, hey, we're sorry, folks. We looked, we came, we looked, we saw, there's nothing here. Watch the Democrats turn on the FBI. 
So, you know, that's what this whole thing is about. As you know, your, your, your listeners know this stuff. But the, the important thing here is to continue to push back. Um, call your senators. Let them know. You guys better give this guy a, a consent here. You know, they get to vote however they want. But here's an important thing, too. Three senators, from what I read, Flake, Collins, Murkowski, went to the president and said, we need political cover. Just do the FBI investigation so we have cover. And I thought, this is unbelievable. What do you need cover from? Do the right thing. You need cover to do the right thing. That's how horrible this entire episode has been in the history of the United States uh, uh, Supreme Court nomination process. Well, that's what's terrible about why a lot of people run to be senators and Congress people. It's not about doing the right thing. It's about making money and having power. And you know that as well as I do. Sheriff, let me just ask, I know that you are now the senior advisor and spokesman for America First Action. Uh, to finish up our time today, tell us a little bit about America First Action. How can people get involved? What will they be getting involved in? Sure. It is the official uh, President Trump PAC, uh, started by um, some of his family members as well as uh, people who worked on the campaign. What we're doing is, is we're raising money so that we can message. Winning elections is about messaging and narratives, going out and uh, supporting the president's agenda to make America great again, his policies, his successes, and to um, get public opinion, more public opinion in support of what he's doing. And you need money to do that. That's what the money is used that's raised there. Uh, money's become, you know, Joe Lieberman said it, it's the mother's milk of politics, whether yep. we like it or not. The Supreme Court has ruled on it. Uh, but people can find out more through America First Action. Uh, just put it in the search engine. Also, they can keep up with me at americassheriff.com. My new website, Rebuilt, just went up. Follow me on Twitter at Sheriff Clark, and it's Clark with an E, C-L-A-R-K-E. All right, well, Sheriff, last question, then I'll let you go. November is just around the corner. I think we're, what, about five and a half weeks away from the election. I believe that we'll hold the House and we will expand in the Senate. And I believe what has happened during uh, to Kavanaugh uh, by the Democrats will play a big, big part in that. What say you? Well, we can only hope so. But, you know, rather than get into predictions, what I like to tell people is elections are about narratives. They're about um, turnout, 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 turnout. Whoever's side, whichever side gets their people to the polls is going to win this thing. I think it's still doable for us. Little uh, concern, but I like that sense of urgency I have, and I need all of your listeners to have that same sense of urgency. Be afraid. Be scared that you wake up November 7th, and next thing you know, you find out that the House or the Senate or either both have flipped. How will you feel? So let's do something today and not be presiding over a post-mortem on November 7th about what happened to us. I'm with you on that, Sheriff. Sheriff uh, David Clark, thank you so much for the time. And by the way, when you show up at all of those political events, keep wearing those cowboy boots, Sheriff. (laughs) Count on it. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, Sheriff David Clark, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, Senior Advisor Spokesman, America uh, First Action, coming up. Somebody's got a gun show coming up. I'll tell you who it is when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Kerry Murphy is our guest. He is in the studio. That means one of two things. Either 
It could mean that he's going to run for another office or he's got a gun show. Both. (laughs) (laughs) Both. We got a gun show this weekend, the Saline County Gun and Knife Show at the Benton Event Center. Okay. It's uh, over 280 tables, packed full of guns, knives, and gear. Uh, you're gonna. It's a fun time. Uh, we're gonna have a lot. Of, there's some new folks bringing in their collections to uh, sell, mm-hmm. pulling them out of the safe. Some and uh, so you're gonna find some some stuff you haven't seen in there before. And then we have something special. We've got a guy bringing. Everybody knows Chris Kyle, and um, you know. Well, they had a replica exact rifle made a McMillan 338 Lapua that of what he carried to battle and lost. All right. Right. And his wife signed it and everything, and they had they made it just one more, and that's it, no more. Well, it's going to be here for sale. Oh, really? Yeah, it's for sale at the uh, at the Benton at the Slane County Gun and Knife. Now, how is that going to be done? Is it going to be done like in a silent auction type of situation? No, or are no. The gentleman that has the it, the gentleman that has it, is selling it for uh, the person, and um, he is um, he's just sell it. The highest. He's got a price on it right now, and yeah. I think I don't know if it's going to be the same first come first serve, or if he's going to get into a bidding war with it's, people. It, it, I, you just know they're going to do some kind of a bid on that thing. It would just make sense, that, and it'll be. It's got to be this or above. Well, it raised. Uh, they used it first for uh-huh. the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation and right. raised ninety thousand dollars for that foundation. Cool. And then the person who got it has uh used it again to go so they you know but this one this time it's for sale it's yours it's not a it's, he's not doing a raffle or anything wow, like that america's number one sniper yep i mean come on and it's got his uh i think that. it has his wife's signature on it she, was it allison is that his wife's name i forget um, what her name is i don't remember yeah. i just know it's a mcmillan 338 lapua it's all i've seen it i saw it a few weeks ago did you and get to hold it yeah i did oh. i did it was nice did you get i ting- didn't get to shoot it did you get a tingle down your oh leg? no it was it was <laughs> nice i thought man, this would be it'd be sweet i thought about what could i hunt with this <laughs> oh goodness i um, would it would never see the outdoors if i had it no, it'd be up on my wall somewhere that's it mount that but yeah get some kind of case for it and so oh that oh yeah, yeah. absolutely but it's uh, uh you know that's just one of the things there's always we get new vendors every time so you'll always see something different uh different collections whether it's a two hundred dollar used shotgun or it's a fifteen thousand dollar rifle i mean you, it, it's going to be there so uh we want everybody to come out and enjoy it it's uh this saturday from nine to five and sunday nine to four okay it's what it, it usually runs yep. for your shows it's ten dollars to get in the door good for both days uh age 11 to 15 is five dollars 10 and under is free uh military vet and police uh they get two dollars off so it's going to be a uh, a great show come both days we'll have food concessions uh you know toys out front for people to look at <laughs> You know, we try to always have boats and trucks and ATVs and Good things toys. like that. So Really fun toys. And by the way, go look at some of the toys they'll have there because deer hunting season is not that far away. Nope, nope. It's getting closer I've already been seeing day. people posting pictures in their stand with their bow, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, the bow hunting's yeah. underway. Yeah, so they're, they're already doing that. So they're getting ready for – now when they miss a few of them with the bow, then they're going to be ready to break out their rifle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to get just get the the gun that can reach out and touch something. That's it. You want to no. be able to you want to be able to do that. So, 
how much uh, you're going to have ammo there. You're going to have, uh, you know, buy and trade and all kinds of things going there. What other what other things are going to be out there? Um, there'll be some survival type gear. Uh, there is all types of ammo. There is the uh, um, new and used guns, and they buy, sell, trade if you bring it in. Uh, there's all types of knives, whether it's the Cobra Tech, you know, the push, you know, flip out, and the push button type, or right. or there's also the handmade custom stuff, Damascus steel that's uh, custom made, you know. Good stuff. So it's a little more expensive, but it's worth it. I got a really cool knife uh, last week. It was Friday, in fact. Uh, I had worked uh, with one of the local uh, friends of the NRA mm-hmm. and. Uh, donated a rifle that i had to them and it raised about thirty five hundred dollars for them they were all excited about that and happy with that and i was presented with this really nice box it had the nra logo on it and i opened it up and it was a knife inside of it that was engraved with the uh, nra and and whatnot it was really really pretty well that's nice nothing wrong with getting that no so i got i got my own knife and this thing is sharp there's no, you know, you can run it. Oh, I ran it over my arm. Well, if yours you is dull, if it was dull, you could bring it to our show, and Terry Camp would sharpen it for you, and it would be sharp. I mean, he would sharpen it up. I took some kitchen knives. You can even bring knives from home, scissors. We have people that bring shears, you know, yeah. and they, he sharpens them up. My wife said, well, our kitchen, you know, our steak knives are getting dull. So I took them over there and sharpened them. Next time I'm chopping up some lettuce, what I do, I cut, cut my finger. finger with it, yeah, because you're not used <laughs> to used it being sharp. So you can sharpen a knife. We got George Brooks and others out there giving concealed carry classes. You know, they're giving them away as door prizes. We're going to have cool. a door prize, give away a two forty three rifle for deer season. So, there you go. Um, you know, we always give away door prizes every few hours. So just coming in the door, you could win something. Guaranteed not to tear your arm off. There you go. A little, little smaller kit. Yeah, too. that's good. You got just a, a, a little tap, not like a 30 out six or, you know, you get my, uh, my 308. I got my 308. That'd give you a kick. Let me tell you what. Well, I got a 186 grain bullet in it. Boom. That give you a little bit of a push. Well, it's uh, there's all types. So whatever. And in handguns, too. A lot of people, uh, and I get a lot of calls and, uh, and talking to ladies, too. They want to come out. Well, that's the best time to come out and, and to pick because you can pick up all the different uh, handguns and see how the grip is in your hand, how right. it holds, how you eject the shells, you know, how you would, uh, you know, to load it. And it narrows down your decision making. You know, there's so many out there. Uh, how big it is to carry in your purse or your pocket, you know, a derringers and stuff. All right. Bet you there's all kinds of holsters as well. Let's take a break, find out what's happening in the news. I'm going to keep carrying around. We'll tell you about how to get your tickets and where to be and at what time. Hey, you know, Applied Research has all kinds of clinical research studies going on exploring the safety and effectiveness of uh, investigational drugs in patients. Uh, it could be diabetes it could be for asthma or low testosterone they've got all kinds of studies going on and i just saw the folks today from applied uh, research and they uh, they told me dave we're going to get you some more information about other studies that we're going to be uh, opening here shortly we're going to need people uh, to to be able to be part of those studies so if you want to find out if you qualify uh, and find out if you can be a participant what you need to do is go to their website. The website's the easiest way to find out everything that they're offering, arcarkansas.com, 
rcarkansas.com. You'll pull down menu on each of the studies. It'll tell you uh, what you need to do to qualify. You know, do you have to be a certain age? Do you have to have the disease? Uh, if you've had the disease, how long you have to have it? Uh, if Let's say it's diabetes. What does your blood sugar count usually seem like? Things of that nature. And if you can meet the, the requirements, you can get into these studies, and there's some compensation involved. The drugs come free or you get the placebo. Uh, all of that uh, comes uh, to you and you don't have to do anything about it except uh, show up and, you know, be uh, be tested. Uh, know that these are not drugs. It's the first time they've ever been used. They don't do that. These are drugs that are ready to go out on the market, and now they've got to do one last test to make sure they're viable. They actually do what they're supposed to do. So if you want to get involved uh, and, and you want to help uh, on this, go to arcarkansas.com. Or call 501-954-7822. That's with Applied Research. And again, clinical research studies exploring the safety and effectiveness of investigational drugs in patients. And you can be part of that. All right. Kerry uh, Murphy's with us. He's got another gun show coming up. This one down in Saline County. It's this coming weekend. It's going to be at the Benton uh, uh, Center. That's over there by uh, Tinseltown. Right. So uh, you'll want to be there either Saturday or Sunday. What's the times? What's the costs? And kind of give them a taste again about some of the things that they can see and do. It's this Saturday from 9 to 5 and Sunday from 9 to 4. It's $10 to get in admission. That's good for both days. So if you pay Saturday, you get back in free Sunday. Age 11 to 15 is $5 and 10 and under is free. The military and uh, police get a $2 discount. So you just show your ID or badge and uh, let us know, and you'll get in, save some money there, and have a lot of good fun. We got ammo, all types, uh, new and used firearms, anything from two hundred dollars to fifteen thousand dollars. We've got uh, outdoor survival gear, webbing, you know, bags, uh, holsters, um, things for the ladies, concealed carry purses. Uh, there's even a few things, you know, some jewelry. And a concealed uh, uh, Scentsy candle, stuff like that. There's a couple of booths, too. Uh, we always keep a small booth. It's not gun and knife related, very small. But uh, there's stuff to look at. All of the kids, you know, our kids always have a lot of fun looking at all the stuff, especially all the different knives and things that they see. And it makes it a good family deal. I mean, a lot of families have fun. Dads can spend a lot of time with sons around there, you know. Um, it's good bonding. Well, you said displays. There are there going to be people with yeah, displays there'll there be as some well? displays. Uh, we do more of our military displays. is done with the Arkansas Gun and Cartridge Club. Mm-hmm. You know, we do Little Rock. This one's just got people that are selling their collections. This is stuff. All this wow. stuff's for sale. So there's you some might people, be surprised at what you run. There's into. some people that called me and uh, they haven't been to a gun show before and they're wanting to start whittling down their safe full of guns. And uh, none of their family members, you know, they've already given the rifles and stuff. And and a lot of younger people aren't as interested in collections and that. Right. And uh, so they're he, they're bringing them. I've got three guys that are bringing first time collections to the oh, show wow. for sale. Yeah, so if you're a collector, you want to be out there oh, to check out the what dealers, they have. Yeah, dealers are going to be going, trying to buy it, and then they're going to, you know, they'll say, wait till after, you know, we see, we see how Saturday rolls. And uh, But, yeah, you want to, if you're looking for something special, uh, it'd be a good th- time to come, come check it out and see if they got it. 
All right, so uh, tell them about the special rifle that will be there. We've got the exact replica. It's a McMillan three thirty eight that was Chris Kyle. Uh, America his, Sniper. That's right, and it's signed by his wife. And it is um, authenticated and everything that it's the exact uh, one that he shot and he lost. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to be for sale there. I'm looking here. i got to have what her name I I'm just thinking that her uh, her name. I, I just don't remember it. I'm, find, I, I'm finding it out. I'm going to find it out here in just a second. But I know the foundation is the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and the money that's raised for that. But they're not making, McMillan is not going to make, they will never make this rifle again, this exact duplicate. So that one and done. Taya, T-A-Y-A, was his wife's name, Taya Kyle. They were married back in 2002. So, uh, and then he's got, you know, two children. I'm not going to get into their names or anything, but the bottom line is, is that, it's signed by his wife. That yep. is very cool. Authenticated now. So it, it, it's something cool to look at and come by and take a picture of. Well, it would be cool is if you got the the, the dinero to get into <laughs> the bidding for it. If yeah, you could it. walk away with it, I'm thinking you get the, the rifle and then you get the book. And if you search around, you can probably find a signed book by Chris and put that all in a you know, in, in some kind of a, a dust case. so Yeah, make a nice, uh, yeah, nice hanging thing on the wall. Yeah, break in case of emergency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be cool. That's, uh, but now it's a, even, it's even a be... robber would be proud to be shot by that gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was shot by that gun yeah, as I was exiting the house. Yeah. yeah, that's his claim to fame. He kept the bullet. No, don't take it out. Yeah. Leave it in yeah, there. Leave it in there. <laughs> don't take it. Uh, no, we, uh, it's a lot of fun. Family environment, uh, concessions out there. We have things out front for look at too. Uh, we invite yeah, everybody you get to come a lot out. of the people to come in boats and trailers and and uh, sometimes we have tractors out there atvs i mean trucks it's got a little bit of everything out there and uh um but inside's packed full over 280 tables i mean wall to wall there's not another foot space i could sell in there unless i sold a bathroom stall ceiling yeah well i could you know if i put some up on a shelf you know, I guess, <laughs> but uh it's uh the next show so that's this weekend and then the next one in arkansas after that'll be november 3rd and 4th in arkadelphia getting close towards christmas so then. but what people don't know is that we're fixing to start going to texas and louisiana and uh december 1st and 2nd we're not good enough for you no anymore, huh? i didn't say that at all but if you're going to keep collecting and getting new vendors and new people in you right. go you go to they go where the blood's at you go to the states and pull people from there up you know and so uh we're going to uh mandeville louisiana an hour north of new orleans and then we're going to be doing the big uh monroe boat and outdoor show in uh february in monroe and then we have west monroe mandeville gun shows and we'll have texarkana texas gun show so we're um we're expanding out everybody loves the product we're putting out there and we're happy to go wow so are you going to go to some of the real big cities in Texas? Uh, you know, eventually I'll get there. I, I kind of like the – I like that 200 to, you know, 350-table show. Mm-hmm. Always sell it out. You have a good variety. You pack it full of guns and knives, you know, the and, and outdoor gear. Um, 
and and that that gets you a good variety if you can look at it and uh I, anyway that just seems to be a good one plus it's hard to find buildings that hold more than that i mean i could have sold another 150 tables if i had something bigger in benton to go to right and um you know little rock you've got the fairgrounds then you have the parking if you go downtown you know that's you know the convention center yeah that's not any good and there's nothing else i mean so it's hard to find you know building that'll hold really more than 300 350 tables so are you telling me that you think that somebody should build a big convention center in this area uh i would i would suggest north little rock Uh would be a good place to put a big convention center uh they wanted me to buy gander mountain that building and i thought about it and but i didn't want to get into the convention center business because that would have been a perfect place for a convention center to house stuff over on that side of town you're right about that now it's cheap furniture and Yep. mattresses yeah so <laughs> i know I've been you know there. <laughs> when somebody if somebody shuts down I'll, I'll try to go in you know there i'm always looking for buildings if somebody has one that comes for rent and it's 12 15 000 square foot i'll rent it for a weekend got insurance and all and i'll put a gun show in there you know but the problem is i did that in north rock a couple times but the problem is is that once they so many people go in the building and then one of them people end up buying the buying building it. and then i'm you know you can't do a gun show there so uh, but hey, it helps. It helps the. Did anybody buy that PetSmart building? Yeah, they bought well, it. They? That's the one. Who's in there now? Uh, some doctors. They went in there and bought it and revamped it all. Yeah, after really. They, after they come to the gun show. No man. <laughs> anyway, right. it worked out good for them. But uh, hopefully, okay. that's um, uh, you know there'll be other places that I'll always be looking for new places to go to. All right. So this weekend, Saturday and Sunday times, and again costs. Saturday nine to five, Sunday nine to four at the Benton Event Center. It's out in Benton, off the interstate by Tinseltown, and it's going to be uh, ten dollars to get in for an adult, and that's good for both days. Okay. Age eleven to fifteen is five dollars, and age ten and under is free. And then it's two dollars discount for military and police. Okay, we're going to give two tickets for two people. All right, so two winners here at 823-0965. You call in right now. First two callers get a pair of tickets to the gun show this weekend. We're going to get your names and things of that nature. Uh, what do you want for their for us to get from them so that you know they are? Bring a bring a photo ID, right? Their name and phone number, and when they come to the front door, just tell it. We'll have it on a paper there. They and pull out their photo, wallet yeah, and then photo have, ID. All that's right. it. All right, so you want some tickets? 823-0965. Save yourself uh, 20 bucks, you know, each one of you. Yep. Take your friend with you. Or make Eight. your friend pay and yeah, make there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Make some money. 823-0965. Have fun at the Gun and Knife Show this weekend. Bones are starting to light up again. 823-0965. Harry Murphy, thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate it, Dave. Appreciate all the listeners and uh Go Kavanaugh. All right. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. We'll be back with more after this. All right. Back with you again. We got one more pair of tickets for uh, this weekend. All right. Number again. Here's the number, 823-0965. We got one caller, and I got time. If you want to call in and win yourself a pair of tickets this weekend, 823-0965. You don't have to do anything but show up. At the show on Saturday at the Benton Event Center down there in uh, in Benton, Arkansas. 
One more pair to give away, 8230965. Everybody says I say it too fast, so let's, well, somebody figured it out. They're calling. All right. Don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Uh, you know, I've been dealing with Sunny now for years, talking about them, and I've been using them for the last few years because I just don't see going out and buying a, a brand new part for my car if I don't have to. It's got almost 300,000 miles on it. So when I have a problem with it, uh, I give uh, RD a call at Sonny's Auto Salvage or one of his associates there, talk to them and say, do you have this or you got that for this year or a make model kind of car? And uh, they'll tell me yay or nay. I mean, uh, RD is helping me out. And I think he said uh, the last time he was on Tuesday that he's found my transmission that I'm looking for. Not that I need it immediately, but I'm going to need it because, you know, uh, it's got uh, a little over 100,000 miles on it. Time for uh, time for a new one to be put on and and uh, to do better uh, for it. And I tend to drive my cars like I stole them, not like I bought them. So looking uh, for that, he says he's got it for me. He can take care of me. So if you're looking to get recycled auto parts, because here's what RD does. He goes out and uh, looks at well-maintained total loss vehicles. And uh, if they're in good shape, don't have a lot of mileage on them, things of that nature, he buys those cars, takes them back to Sunny's Auto Salvage. They strip that car down for all the parts, make sure all those parts work uh, exactly like they're supposed to, and then he sells them to us. And then he gives us a warranty, a one, two, three-year warranty, parts, labor, and, uh, you know, uh, unlimited mileage on them. It's a great, great deal, and it's a great way of saving money because he's going to charge you, you know, 50% or less than what a new part would call. That's Sonny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts because I know you're just like me. You go green when it saves you green. Well, here's what saves you green with Sonny's Auto Salvage. Your phone number is 982-7451, 982-7451. All right, Mitch McConnell uh, gave uh, a um, speech today in the well of the Senate, and uh, let me pull that up for you, and here's what he had to say. He said, the Senate will hold a vote on Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination this week. Quote, the time for endless delay and obstruction has come to a close. Judge Kavanaugh's nomination is out of committee. We're considering here on the floor and will be voting this week. McConnell's comments made during a Senate floor speech comes as the FBI has to wrap up its investigation into multiple sexual misconduct allegations against Kavanaugh by Friday. A story is out that the FBI has signaled that they will be done tomorrow. GOP senators and aides have been careful not to pin down a specific timeline on Kavanaugh's nomination, arguing that the FBI could wrap up its work before the Friday deadline. If McConnell waited until Friday to file, file cloture on Kavanaugh's nomination, that would set up an initial vote on ending debate as early as Sunday. If McConnell uh, filed cloture before that, he could bring up the vote as soon as the Friday deadline passed 
or when the FBI wrapped up its investigation. McConnell's pledge that the Senate will vote on Kavanaugh's nomination comes as Trump's nominee remains short of the simple majority needed to be confirmed. Republicans are holding a narrow 51-seat majority, meaning they can lose one GOP senator before they need help from Democrats to confirm Kavanaugh. No Democrats have said yet uh, that they'll support him. GOP Senators Collins Murkowski remain undecided on Kavanaugh's nomination. GOP Senator Flake said last week that he would support Kavanaugh, but he was key to getting the one-week investigation into the allegations against Kavanaugh. And if you heard uh, Sheriff Clark in the last half hour, he said that he was told that Murkowski and Flake and Collins were uh, in to see the president asking for that week so that they would have cover. So he said whatever they need cover for. So uh, that would tell me they're getting it, and uh, we can uh, probably uh, ascertain from that that they will be uh, laying their vote for Kavanaugh. He said over the weekend that he expected to support Kavanaugh, this is Flake, unless the FBI finds something in its investigation, which nobody is expecting uh, to happen. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see um, how this all plays out. Just know that it's a mess. It is a huge, huge mess. See, the president's going to be in Johnson City, Tennessee later today uh, doing one of his uh, uh, get everybody fired up, kind of get out the vote type uh, get together. By the way, Comey can't keep his mouth shut. He says, hey, FBI should get in there and dig deeper. In other words, try to make something up. You got a, you got a whole lot of people who supported Hillary there in the FBI, thinks uh, Comey. So uh, surely we can, we can jazz something up to really screw this up. Hey, coming up in the last two hours of the show today, Robert Steinbach's going to be with us. Conduit News will not be with us today. Uh, We will have Robert in for two hours. We'll be talking about this whole Kavanaugh thing from every angle that we can. We'll take your calls as well about any questions you might have on how this uh, confirmation nomination uh, has been going. And uh, we'll take your calls about it. And uh, Robert, who is our our big uh, law professor from UALR, uh, is going to be here for the two that hours. That is by no means big. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a he's a thin guy. But I'm just saying, big intellect, really great yeah, guy. True, true intellect. Yeah, he really is and has served uh, in uh, the administration, I believe, was uh, Bush Sr., if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it? Or was it Reagan? No, I don't think he was in Reagan. Oh, Clinton. Clinton, he was... He was in Clinton, uh, not not in his administration, but served uh, in Washington during that time. I'll get that clarified for us when we come back. News is going to be next, and then I'll be back. we got two hours left and a whole lot to talk about. Phone line is open at 823-0965, 823-0965. If you got a question for Robert today, I would think today would be a great time to bring that uh, that question to him, dealing with the Supreme Court nominee, uh, you know, the way this is all done and what they've done to Kavanaugh. 
Dave Ellswick Show, back in a moment. All right, let's get into the 4 o'clock hour. Normally, Conduit News is with us. I uh, gave uh, Brenda a text and said uh, we'll pick up again next week uh, because Robert and I talked a little bit over the weekend, and there's just so much information that is out dealing with this uh, Supreme Court uh, nominee and confirmation and this is going on and that's going on that uh, we both thought that it would be a good thing to, of course, go ahead and spend a couple of hours trying to clarify, answer any questions that you might have uh, about the process and and why it's going the, the way that it, it, it's going. So we're going to try to do that today. So Robert Steinbach is, is with us. Remember, he is a uh, law professor at UALR. His opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect that of the Bowen School of Law or the University UALR. So keep that keep that in mind. Phone number today is 823-0965. 823-0965. Yeah, I just had some questions to ask. Okay, he's got Russ has got his hand up. So, so go, go ahead, sir. Senator, Senator Feinstein has had this supposed letter since, what, July, and she holds on to it for that long and then gives it up and starts uh, asking for investigation in it. Well, is there any possibility of uh, her being held uh, for um, uh what do they call it, Robert? Contempt or something like that. For what? Contempt. Well, not contempt, but impeding oh, justice. The, the, the short of it is there's nothing that can happen to her. Theoretically, the Senate could censure her. This doesn't They're not going to no, do that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying what if any mechanism even exists? That's the closest thing that comes to my mind. And to be fair, even if she held this up, it would maybe border the the censure line um because it takes a lot to get there so the short of it is that's politics it may be dirty politics it is dirty politics but that's politics and that's why the flip side of it is when mcconnell says okay we're going to have a vote plain and simple look everybody gets to make their own decisions but we're going to have a vote uh after this whole investigation and uh, discussion is done which will be the end of the week i gather and I saw vote. a story today that mm-hmm. said the FBI may be done with this uh, investigation tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's well, not like they got a huge list of people to 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 interview. Right. Uh, look, they're going to talk to a bunch of people. What then? They write down uh, uh, what the people said and they present it. So, uh, what? Yeah, when, there is nothing. It, if people think that the FBI is going to say. We think Kavanaugh's guilty. They're not going to say that. That's well, uh, not. That's not for them to do. N- not only that, the only evidence that exists are statements from individuals. Right? There's no video. There's no audio. There's no DNA. This is 35 years ago. So uh, there's there's just not an, an amount of evidence for either side that is significant, and that's it. And that's why this is. Such a troublesome debate from the perspective in my mind and perhaps most if not all of your listeners' minds uh, for the Democrats because the Democrats used to be the civil libertarians. They used to be. 
people like um, Dershowitz is still a civil libertarian. He says, I didn't vote for Trump. I don't want Kavanaugh to be on the Supreme Court. However, Trump is president. He gets to pick his nominee, and Kavanaugh is perfectly qualified. And I'm not going to throw Kavanaugh, nor should we as a society, throw Kavanaugh uh, into a black hole or whatever the right— Under the bus. Under the bus, because there's not sufficient evidence. Now, we don't know what happened 35 years ago, uh, but we know there's not sufficient evidence to conclude that Kavanaugh did this. Doesn't mean necessarily he didn't do it, but you know what? It's like saying we don't know that Saturn is not made out of cheese. We've got enough evidence to conclude that, but we've never been to Saturn, I think, (laughs) and dug up any of its property, land, unless it's a big gaseous ball, I don't even know, to determine whether or not, or ice ball, um, uh, to determine whether or not it's made of cheese. Now, before people write Dave letters, don't send me any letters, by the way, before Dave <laughs> gets a whole bunch of letters, oh my gosh, I can't believe Steinbuck's compa- It's an analogy, okay? An analogy. My point is here, the allegations against Kavanaugh are, are indeed serious allegations, um, but they're simply... They simply have not chinned the bar to be sufficient to say that he is disqualified. And simply what you said, they're allegations. That's right. Unproven That's right. allegations. And you know what the left says? The left's claim is it's really a remarkable claim. Could you imagine saying this about criminal defendants for a moment? Now, they, oh, it's not a criminal case. Wait for it, okay? Calm down, you wing nuts. Here's, here's what the left says. Well, you know... She's she's believable, and since this is just a job interview, by the way, by the way, a federal job interview where you're restrained in what you can do. You, it's a government jobs are not private jobs, um, so it's a federal job interview, and we should just decide uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. There has to be. There has to be fire. By the way, how about all those people who are saying that? I presume virtually all of them have jobs. How about we get a little smoke where your job is, mm-hmm. right? How about somebody doesn't like you comes forward and says something negative about you that may or may not be true? And we say, well, we've concluded it may or may not be true, so we'll conclude may, and therefore you're out of a job. How would you feel about that? That's why this notion that you've got to chin some sort of bar, you've got to have some presumption of innocence, uh, is 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 the basic American due process concept. And that's what's remarkable. You hear the left constantly saying, well, President Trump is violating the norms. And, you know, the norms that they're concerned about is whether or not somebody's getting called a name or not. Okay? You know, get over it. But the norm that we're talking about is the norm of justice. The norm real justice. of real justice that the left, let me be clear, that the left has been on the forefront up until now, up until today. The left used to be about, hey, I don't care if that guy was caught with 10 pounds of crack. What kind of search did you do on him? Did you have probable cause to stop him? Did you have reasonable suspicion to pull him over? Because they believe correctly correctly or believed i should put in past tense they believed in due process they believed 
in civil rights, but not anymore because politics has swallowed the left. That's the tragedy. You know, look back at all of the Supreme Court nominees. Look what the left has done to Supreme Court nominees compared to what the right has done. The right passes on, approves liberal appointees all the time. I just saw on CNN this this uh, um, documentary on Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and there's Hatch saying, I don't agree with her politics, but she's perfectly qualified. I'm going to vote yes, because the left is principled in this regard when it comes to appointment of justices. The right is not, and the right no, has not been for years and years. Flip that around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's let's correct that for the record. Yes. The, the right is principled in their appointment of justices. And the left, the left is not. Uh, a little later on here during the show, I've had people texting me and emailing me and asking, do you have, you know, what uh, was said by Lindsey Graham last week? Because mm-hmm. it was important. It was important. What he said. It was important. And I do believe we can get that and we'll try to get it. Russ, could you look and I think it was on Friday's uh uh, feed that we got. I think we got uh, Senator Graham's speech at the Kavanaugh hearing. If we do, we'll play that here before this hour is up. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and by the way, he sets what's going to happen in the Senate. Sets because, the schedule. Because elections have consequences. Indeed. All right, so Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the Senate will hold a vote on Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court nomination this week quote the time for endless delay and obstruction has come to a close uh we're considering the nomination uh here on the floor and we'll be voting this week mcconnell's comments made during a senate floor speech comes as the fbi has to wrap up its investigation into multiple sexual misconduct allegations remember that word allegations that's it's not proven it's like if somebody said something about you that wasn't it wasn't true and there's no proof for them and everybody says, well, you did it. Well, you, you know how you'd feel about that? I can only imagine what Brett Kavanaugh feels about it sitting in front of TV cameras that have been broadcasting it and having to sit there while Democrat senators have just tore the poor man apart. Yeah, well, that's. I really love this setup that they've done to him. Right? They they just they come out and they call him a child molester, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they um, they've compared him to Bill Cosby. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then they say, and then he reacts. Oh wait. Yeah, we don't like how you reacted. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. You ever watch those those seventies cop movies and different in that sort of time period and you and you get the guy who comes upon the kind of local yokel sheriff and the local yokel sheriff is breaking the 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 headlights and he's pushing the guy yeah. the guy's all innocent and then the guy finally punches the sheriff and the sheriff goes, oh you're under arrest you just punched me and of course everybody in the audience wants to punch the sheriff because he's he's a big jerk uh so uh, you keep pushing at kavanaugh and then he says you know enough Enough with the name calling of me. Uh, you don't have uh, sufficient basis for this. 
and oh well now now we're worried about something else you know when when durbin said to him do you want an investigation uh you know what would have been a good answer uh now it's easy by the way with hindsight but anyway you know what would have been a good answer mr durbin or senator durbin if you agree to vote for me if the fbi comes back and says they are not able to prove these allegations then i'll Agree go with to you. It. Yeah. I'll go with you. And Durbin, oh, yeah, Durbin would say, well, uh, um, uh, you know, hemming and hawing. So that's the thing. It's disingenuous. All right. 20 after. Let's get a quick call in and a question. Jerry is in Little Rock. Hi, Jerry. Your question. Well, my question is, when are we going to stop this? Stop him doing this? I've been in his uh, seat, uh, his spot uh, to a lesser degree. It turned my life into living hell. And I've never gotten my reputation back. I've mm-hmm. never gotten my good name back. And I don't know where to go to get it. Because people who had known me 20 years immediately assumed and believed. I know what he's going through. And I want to know, when are we going to shut these? I won't call them what they are. When are we going to shut these, these Tommy monsters down? All right. Appreciate your call because you're exactly right, Jerry. Well, I, I mean, look, there's. I yeah. bet you there's people listening right yeah. now that have gone through this. Sure, of course. Sir. I, I, of course I went through it. Yeah. at one time, and I can tell you, it, it's not fun because no. you can't disprove a negative. Right, right, right. How are you supposed to prove that negative? How are you supposed to prove that you were not there? Now, he said he wasn't there. Uh, he's provided evidence uh, that he's uh, that he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. She's claimed he was there. All the people right. that she said were there said they weren't there. It's, right. I mean, well, it's right. crazy. Right. right. And so the, the bottom line is you can't demonstrate what happened 35 years ago. What you can do is decide what is sufficient to come to the conclusion that someone's done something wrong. And if I can tell you this. In no court, civil or criminal, would this be sufficient I had Sheriff uh, David Clark on, mm-hmm, 3 mm-hmm. o'clock, right. and he w- he walked us through that. Yeah. And he said, look, it, it had to be done 35 years ago because the only way they would have been able to prove this is uh, if they had evidence of carpet fibers on his body that sure. could only be found in where that was happening, saliva, things of that nature. Exactly. Other than that, there's no way of proving or disproving it. Right. It becomes he said, she said. Exactly. Exactly. And and what are you going to do? Uh, and so you hear the left saying, well, this is not a criminal trial beyond a reasonable doubt. Well, you know what a civil trial is? If you sue because a guy hits you on the road or something like that, that's, a, that's not criminal. Nobody goes to jail. Somebody damages your car, you sue him, right? You know what the standard is? It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. The standard, if you sue somebody for hitting your car or, or their, your neighbor's tree falls on your house, that kind of thing, it's called a preponderance, which is a fancy word for 51%. Just a little more believable than non-believable. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's a low standard. Yeah, a Meaning real I, low, real low standard. This wouldn't meet that standard. This wouldn't meet that standard. So apparently, what the Dems are saying is, well, if you can, if you can get to twenty-five percent, meaning seventy-five percent inclination that it's not true, twenty-five percent that it's true, then we throw you under the bus. Wait, what? You mean three quarters likelihood not true, one quarter likelihood true, and you're going to go with the true? That's, you know, that's, as as the caller, as Jerry just said, that's communist 
uh, it's fa- it's fascism slash communism because you know those are all th- those aren't real political philosophies. Those are just uh, dictatorships, and that's what dictatorships are about. All right, let's get a break in. It's uh, twenty three minutes after four on a Monday. We got more with Robert Steinbach. We've got calls coming in. We'll take those calls as we continue the Dave Ellswick show. All right, let's go to the phones. Robbie is with us. Say, hey, Robbie, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick show. What do you got today, my man? Great. Uh, what, one thing I took away from the Kavanaugh hearing, uh, I watched the whole thing, and uh, there was this recurring theme of questioning him as to why he personally would not call for an FBI investigation. And and. and I'm surprised that no one's pointed this out, but I would have replied, responded to every one of those senators that asked that. Well, Senator, did you pay your taxes? If so, then I want you to demand an IRS audit to prove that you have and you have done it properly. You know, we're under no obligation to to demand governments come and inspect us or investigate us. That'd just be silly. But I did anyone find that weird that they kept on saying that? Well, here's even weirder. We were just talking about this during the uh, the break and that there have been people who have come out and said that it was Feinstein's office that leaked this. And she, you know, just goes ballistic saying it wasn't my office. It was nobody. Well, why should we presume that you're telling us the truth? Somebody says right. that you didn't tell us the truth. You know, why right, should well, we presume they... that you would not lie to us? Exactly. Hey, hey, um... Uh, DiFi, um, twenty-five percent chance that you leaked this. Seventy-five percent chance that you didn't, because we generally believe you. But you know what? Twenty-five percent's enough. I think we should uh, start impeachment. Can you impeach us? I, I, yeah. think, right. mm-hmm. I, I think I think Diane Feinstein should demand an FBI investigation. That's right. That's exactly. That's yeah. right. That's, that's a good point. That's the next step. We should. We should also. Thank you, Robbie. We should said. Then, then you'll go along with us and say that you agree that we should have an FBI investigation into whether you leaked it or not. You know, and more broadly, I'd like to find out where it was leaked from. If that's if if everybody's denying it, then that's a government leak of uh, of private information, probably constitutionally private information. Uh, I don't see why the FBI can't investigate that. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, the answer it's, is because uh, you know, you know, you look at that senator out of Hawaii. Oh gosh! And uh, Dave, know, shut she, up and sit down. Yeah, that's shut up and sit that's down. Exactly. Get it. off the air, Dave. You're, yeah. you're a white listen, man. And listen to listen. us. Listen. Yeah. And listen to us. Exactly. Because what we got to say is absolutely true. That's right. You're you know? you're you're a white man. Therefore, shut up and sit down. You know, yeah. There's an article in New York Times this weekend that uh, basically said. Oh, uh, Kavanaugh's using the same tactic as Trump is, and that is the angry white man. Could you imagine reading that title about any other group? Take out man, replace it with woman. Take out white, replace it with any other race. Yeah, bottom line. All right. We're going to get some coffee. You get to hear the news. The night of July the 9th, the day you were nominated to the Supreme Court by President Trump, Senator Schumer said, 23 minutes after your nomination, I will oppose Judge Kavanaugh's nomination with everything I have. I have a bipartisan, and I hope a bipartisan majority will do the same. The stakes are simply too high for anything less. Well, if you weren't aware of it, you are now. Did you meet with Senator Dianne Feinstein on August 20th? 
I did meet with Senator Feinstein. Did you know that her staff had already recommended a lawyer to Dr. Ford? I did not know that. Did you know that her and her staff had this allegations for over 20 days? I did not know that at the time. If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham. That you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. But let me tell you when it comes to this. You're looking for a fair process? You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. Do you consider this a job interview? The advice and consent role is like a job interview. You consider that you've been through a job interview. I've been through a process of advice and consent under the Constitution. Would you say you've been through hell? I've been through uh, hell and then some. This is not a job interview. Yeah. This is hell. This, this, this is going to destroy the ability of good people to come forward because of this crap. Your high school yearbook. You have interacted with professional women all your life, not one accusation. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden you got over it. It's been my understanding... That if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop. Here's my understanding. If you lived a good life, people would recognize it. Like the American Bar Association has the gold standard. His integrity is absolutely unquestioned. He is the very circumspect in his personal conduct, harbors no biases or prejudices. He's entirely ethical, is a really decent person. He is warm, friendly, unassuming. He's the nicest person. The ABA. The one thing I can tell you, you should be proud of. Ashley, you should be proud of this. That you raised a daughter who had the good character to pray for Dr. Ford. To my Republican colleagues, if you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing I have seen in my time in politics. You want this seat? I hope you never get it. I hope you're on the Supreme Court. That's exactly where you should be. And I hope that the American people will see through this charade. And I wish you well. And I intend to vote for you, and I hope everybody who's fair-minded will. There you go. Senator Lindsey Graham last week. I don't think I have ever 
heard him speak like that before. No, no, he's he's right on the money. You know, this is the this is the problem. Is that is this is a personal character attack? And, it, and let's let's understand. Yeah. It's about one thing. Yeah. And one thing only, it's about Roe v. Wade. Yeah. And, and let me be clear when I say this is a personal character attack. I, I think it's perfectly acceptable if you have an accuser to address it, it better it, given her request to do that in private, but whatever the means, to address it. But the statements that the Democrats have, sit, have made is not addressing a complaint by somebody. People get complaints all the time. It's the assumption of guilt and the indictment and conviction of the defendant from the left who has preached all along about the rights of defendants. So according to the left, if you are caught with 10 pounds of crack in your hands and you're selling drugs to kids, you have more rights than Judge Kavanaugh has because he's a conservative. That's the difference. Let's be honest about what's going on here. Or you could be like Alan Dershowitz, who I've always said is an extremely bright man and who I've always said I disagree with his politics, not entirely, by the way, but largely And yet he comes out and he says, I don't like Kavanaugh in terms of his politics. I don't like Kavanaugh in terms of his methods of interpreting the Constitution. And I didn't vote for President Trump. But guess what? Trump gets to appoint Kavanaugh and Kavanaugh is entitled to a presumption of innocence. No matter what the level of scrutiny is, that presumption under these facts prevail. That's what Dershowitz says. That's right. That's exactly what he's saying. And by the way, while he's Dershowitz, no doubt, is a very smart man, this is also basic common sense, basic decency. And just to use the term of the left, because it's not one that I like to use, that's the norms of American values. (laughs) You don't like when people, when the president calls people names and that upsets your understanding of the constitutional balance because he's, quote, up violating norms. But when you take a guy who has uh, has served this country well and then faces an accusation, a serious one at that, by the way, there's no question about it, and you presume him to have committed the wrong and disqualify him for uh, his future life, how is that consistent with your claim, the left's claim of respecting the norms of, of society, the norms of American values. You tell me. All right. We got a caller. Carol joins us from Roland. Hey, Carol, how are you? Good afternoon to both of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, FYI, I, I don't know if you heard that uh, Senator Tom Cotton has uh, asked for a an investigation into Mrs. Feinstein. Yes. And um, Good for him. I, I hope that they are going to go on and not just this. This is a big enough issue here, but to me, something that has been totally untalked about is the fact that she had for 30 years a communist spy on her payroll who was in her office, taking care of her office in San Francisco, and she called him nothing but a driver. I'm sorry, I don't buy that story, knowing what I know about her. And uh, so I hope they'll really research that as well as 
is her complicity in this cover-up. And she was she was the one who held on to it for for all that time and didn't even say anything to to uh, Mr. Cavanaugh when she when he interviewed with her. But anyway, the other thing I don't know if you've heard about is the um, the fact that Miss um, Blazy is a, uh, an employee of the CIA at Stanford in psychology. I and heard also, about that. Well, her also her her brother Ralph the third um, was with um, uh, Baker Hostetler Law Firm when uh, Fusion GPS was formed on the Russian dossier. Yeah, they did the dossier. Yes, and the father um, has worked for the CIA for a long time. Is at this present time in that same building as those people, um, and he manages three different companies for the CIA: um, Redcoats Inc., um, Admiral Security Services, and Data Watch. So and if, also, go ahead, he, Carol. Uh, he has worked as an assassin for the CIA in the past. Uh, these two kids, Ralph and Christine. Uh, their maternal grandfather was Nicholas Deke, D-E-A-K, and he worked for William Casey. So, you see, I just don't think, I didn't buy her little girl, pitiful, woe is me, I don't know anything, um, persona that she put on when she first came up there to get sympathy from people. I, I just saw through it. I don't know why, but I did. I said, there's something else going on here, and that was before I knew all this. Um, but anyway, she also was one of the, I can't call them women, uh, that went down and in the protest the day after the inauguration, and she held up a sign, um, he's not my president, and she had one of those little funny hats with a lady's body part on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, this is a grown woman that's supposed to be a professor in a major college. Uh, I don't buy that. And also... Um, Dr. Uh, Michael Savage put on his website about uh, there were three pictures on there of her in different stages of her life. And one of the things she wrote in 2016 was that we should never allow anybody like a Scalia sitting on the court. I mean, these are things that she has said. So um, you can't tell me there's not a lot of bias there and that there is not an agenda that was she was part of. And, of course, she was caught in lies about her not flying, and we find out she flies to Tahiti and other places. <laughs> and, uh, but it was all about a stall game. She was stalling for them. That's what they wanted. And uh, so there you are. And I don't know how anybody could believe anything she says. All right, Carol. She, I'm, I'm she, gonna has have... an, she has an agenda. All right. We're going to let you go. We appreciate your call. I'll tell you the part of all of this that just doesn't add up for me with dr ford Mm -hmm. she doesn't know how she got to the party she doesn't know who took her away from the party i can't buy that look i think it's legitimate to ask questions of both sides about when particularly when they have lapses of memory that's a important question those are important questions that you raise you know what what struck me during her um testimony and and by the way some of the things she said Sounded perfectly plausible. Let me be clear. That doesn't mean I believe they happened. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they actually happened. I don't know what happened. I've said this over and over again 35 years ago. But some of the things she said seemed perfectly plausible. And then other things on their face were highly problematic. And, of course, Carol pointed out one. Oh, she said she's afraid to fly and it was real difficult to get out here. Oh, but I fly for all the time it's on my uh, social media i was on vacation yeah. right. on the east coast right you know right. 
So I was like, wait a minute. I just thought there was this whole thing, which I know plenty of people afraid to fly, but they're not. I don't know anybody who's afraid to fly only for work. I don't know anybody who's afraid to fly only to come testify before the Senate, right? right. I don't understand how that phobia works. The other one was, she goes, oh, yeah, I, I um, had my, uh, what's it, lie detector test done uh, on the day or the day after my grandmother died, which may be true, albeit, again, this is sort of the reverse of what I said about something sounded plausible. It sounds implausible, but it's possible. So that seemed a little bit odd. And then they said, who paid for it? And she said, I don't know. I don't know. Like, how did it come about that you took the test? Mm -hmm. Or were some Democratic operatives saying, hey, we've arranged for you to take this test. You just have to show up. Go right, go right after the funeral. Don't worry. We'll take care of it. By the way, I, I've never taken one. I don't know a lot about them, but tell, and maybe a caller or you could tell me, Dave, if you know anything about it. It strikes me that if you're trying to measure emotions, right? It's supposed to measure how you react to questions. To do it the day of or the day after your grandmother died might throw it off a little bit. Now, I, I could be I wrong would, about that. No, I, I would agree with you. Right? Let, let's talk to Teresa. Yep. Teresa, we're going to let you get uh, in here before we go to break. What What do you have? Thank you. I was just curious. She has a GoFundMe account, and the last time I heard anything about it, it was over 700000 And I was just going to ask, are they regulated, or is there any review there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I always think of the show Breaking Bad when Walt uh, funneled his drug money into his uh, cancer GoFundMe account. Yeah, I as, yeah, as far as I know, whatever money comes in, let's say you don't make enough to reach your goal, you can keep that money. Uh, you make more, you keep you that keep money. It. It's just a method to collect money. It's yeah, just, that's all it is. It's like, here's well, my address, send me some money. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that that's a way to pay her off for whatever she's doing, testifying oh, well, or anything, and it's not going through her bank account because there's no record. How, that's well, exactly right. How do, you, yeah. how do you prove that a bunch of Democrats aren't just funneling money that it would be against the law to do it any other way. Well, yeah. And that was another interesting, you bring up a good point, which is that she says, oh, th- um, I've got a GoFundMe account, and I think I'm going to use it to pay for the attorneys. And the attorney says, we're not getting paid. Yeah, it's well, pro bono. Right, it's pro bono. Pro so, bono. And I understand Diane Feinstein connected her with Kat. Is that right? I, I don't heard know. that. Yeah. yeah. I but, heard that during the testimony that she had uh, gotten her hooked up with Kat for me, too. There oh, you, there, could be, could there be. you go. But, you know, she's got, and I, I haven't seen the GoFundMe account, but she's got three quarters of a million dollars, uh, and it's not paying the attorneys, apparently. Is no, she, and actually there's two. That's her. That's one, and then the other one's for her security, and that one, I think, is a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So she's got two GoFundMe accounts. And she could buy herself it, a Piper Cub. There you go. I, I just wondered if they were regulated, if there's any or taxes AR-15. on it or anything. Yeah. Right. No, not nope. that, I mean, they're not. They're nope. not. Re- nope. They're not regulated, Teresa. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, the GoFundMe people take their percentage, and sure. then you keep the rest of the money that people gave to you out of faith. All right, that's the way it works. Yeah. All right, a break. Then we'll come back. We'll finish up this hour. Robert's going to be with us for another hour. You got questions? You got statements? Eight two three zero nine six five. Dave Ellswick Show. So I'm of the opinion, uh, and it is my opinion that the Republicans will make hay over what the Democrats have done for the last few weeks to Kavanaugh. And not only do I feel that way, but David Brody, who by no 
no uh, side of the imagination is a hardcore Republican or conservative. Uh, he thinks that this is going to hurt up, hurt the uh, the Democrats as well, because he believes it's riled up the base of the Republican Party. Here's what he had to say about it. Cut number three. Okay, so we already know that the Democrats have this entire, you know, season, uh, pre, you know, pre-election season have been really energized. Um, I don't know how much more energized they could get, but I'm sensing that Republicans um, are very energized. And this moment, this week, this hearing um, has really fired them up. Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Senator Dianne Feinstein has unleashed, uh, in, in essence, a deplorable evangelical base for sure uh, that is really frustrated. And Spartacus did a good job as well. And look, here, here's the bottom line to all of this. The, from my reporting and from that deplorable evangelical base, I can tell you they say the Democrats' dirty tricks have riled them up like never before. And I know Rush Limbaugh has talked about how if Kavanaugh is not confirmed, it's going to be real tough for the Republicans. Actually, if Kavanaugh is not confirmed, that would even rile up that deplorable evangelical base and the GOP base, I believe, even more, at least the people that I'm hearing from. And so, look, I think that that's a big part of what's going on here. I agree with that assessment basically wholeheartedly, except for if they don't confirm Kavanaugh. I think that hurts the Republicans because their base is going to say, you control the House, right? you control the Senate. You control the White House, and yet you can't get a man on to the Supreme Court, and you have promised us to do these things. I think it comes back to really bite them in the butt. I think that's right. Look, that's a correct correct analysis. If you can't get this done, and you're supporting Kavanaugh because there has not been sufficient evidence to disqualify him, and his qualifications are very good, and you can't get him across the finish line, then why should we support you? Mm-hmm. In other words, I think that's a fair assessment. Yep, We're I agree. paying you to get your job done. Go do it. Less talk, more doing. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And, you know, this may come down to, very simply, Mikowski and Collins. And both of them are very pro-choice. That's so right. we'll, we're going to have to see how that works out. Hey, don't forget about Aero Plumbing. Aero Plumbing has the clean home guarantee. You'll very seldom hear that kind of a guarantee, especially from a plumbing company. But they guarantee that their workers will clean up after themselves and leave your home as clean as they got there, or they're going to send in a professional to clean your entire home, not just the work area, your entire home. That's what mean what what uh, Arrow does. They do more. They just do more. They prove to you that you are important to them. That's Arrow Plumbing. Arrowplumbing.net or just Google Arrow Plumbing. Find out how to get in touch with them. Use them. It's the plumbing company I use as well. Another hour of the show yet to go. Robert Steinbach will continue to be with us. Remember, his opinions are his and his alone. Do not necessarily reflect that of the university or the Bowen School of Law. All right, so why did I say the FBI investigation wouldn't be worth anything? Because it's not about the investigation that the Democrats wanted it done. It's all about delay, delay, delay. Uh, 
Here's a story from uh, NPR, and I think we all will agree that you have to ser- search high and low to find a conservative at on, National, on National Public Radio. National Progressive Radio? Yeah. The, yeah. the week-long investigation into sexual assault allegations against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh is expected to be completed this week. Here and now was uh, uh, Peter O'Dowd discussed who the FBI is interviewing with uh, Fox News senior Capitol Hill producer uh, Chad Pigram. And, and it goes on to say uh, when they started talking to the um, Democrats, bottom line, they think it's uh, not a real investigation. Right, and as you point out, they think it's not a real investigation because that is the line they use to prolong and protract the process. They are trying to do a variation of what happened to uh, Merritt Garland. That Mm -hmm. is, they are trying to stop the process from going forward, notwithstanding they're, they're not controlling the Senate or the presidency, no less. Uh, so that they can get in power and put their guy in power. The difference is the Republicans were up front. They said, we're not going to do it. We're allowed not to do it. We have the process not to do it. We're not going to do it. Here, the Dems instead, since they don't control the process, decided to attack Kavanaugh with insufficient evidence, as I've said throughout. I don't know what happened 35 years ago, but they don't have enough evidence to 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 stop the process from moving forward and so they say oh well we we have a new standard now it's uh, if there's smoke there's fire uh, you know unless you're a democrat then there can be plenty of smoke but no fire uh and uh we gotta wait we gotta wait oh uh we want an investigation oh we got an investigation uh now we want a longer investigation we got a longer investigation oh now we want something else it, and, it's they, and they have a huge list of people they want to invest in. yeah. They want to, to be interviewed. Well, they want to dig up Jimmy Hoffa, right? They want, <laughs> they want to find those bones buried in the cement, <laughs> dig them up and say, okay, Jimmy, what do you know about this? Uh, and and then, then they're going to go with um, uh, over to Al Capone's vault, right? See, maybe there's some evidence hidden there. Uh, and they're going to work their way around, and then sure enough, they'll get through the midterms. They think they may win the midterms. They may, actually, right? That's the thing. We don't know. Uh, there's a there's always a chance. So they figure, let's hold out to the midterms. If we don't mid- win the midterms, let's hold out to the next presidential election. Yep. We don't know if we'll win that or not, but maybe we will, and then we, we'll put our guy on the bench. Uh, so it's politics. The problem is they're not willing to say, we just want to delay it. Instead, they are using an insufficient uh, standard to throw Kavanaugh under the bus. All right. So we've been we we bring in Alan Dershowitz from time to time because even though I do not like where he stands politically and I don't, I mean, although I will say that he's more honest than Tobin is. Yeah, much more. Okay, uh, Tobin is. Here's the difference. Dershowitz is smart. He's capable, and he's a big liberal. Two out of three ain't bad, like Meatloaf says. Mm-hmm. Tobin, you don't get two out of three, and I'll let you draw which conclusion you want. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, here's what Dershowitz said in the new, in uh, the Wall Street Journal today. Until Judge Brett Kavanaugh was accused of horrible crimes, sexual assault, lewd conduct, and even gang rape, his confirmation hearings could fairly, if not entirely accurately, be characterized as a job interview. 
The burden was on him to demonstrate his suitability to serve on the Supreme Court, and he apparently met that burden in the eyes of a majority, a partisan one to be sure, and seemed on the way to getting the job. But now everything has changed. It should the burden of persuasion, uh, the behavior of which Judge Kavanaugh has been accused, is so serious and devastating that it requires a high level of proof before forming the basis for his rejection. There is an enormous and disparative difference between a candidate's rejection on ideological grounds, as was the case with Robert Bork, and the rejection on the ground that he has committed crimes warranting lifetime imprisonment rather than a lifetime appointment. Being on the Supreme Court is a privilege, and it's not a right, but being disqualified based on a false accusation of a crime would be a violation of the fundamental right to fairness. Some will argue that the issue of Judge Kavanaugh's ideological and professional qualifications should be merged with the sexual allegations and that doubt should be resolved against a lifetime appointment. In some cases, that would be a plausible argument, but it is too late for that kind of nuanced approach now because these accusations have received worldwide attention. Judge Kavanaugh is on trial for his life. At stake are his career, his family, his legacy, and a reputation earned over many decades as a lawyer and judge. And he says that what we're seeing now is, uh, as he wants to call it, sexual McCarthyism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pretty interesting. Look, look, here's my question to the left. We know that the standard in a criminal case is beyond a reasonable doubt. And in law school, we generally quantify that, albeit it's not precise. It's somewhere around 95%, meaning the jury has to be 95% sure that the guy did it, whatever it may be. Why? Why not 100? Because we believe that it's virtually impossible to ever get to 100. So if you're going to have any criminal justice system, you've got to say, you've got to leave a tiny room or you got to leave room for a tiny bit of doubt. Okay. So if you're 95% sure, vote to convict. And of course, people are convicted all the time. And so we presume somewhere around in that vicinity that juries conclude that the defendant is, in their minds, uh, they believe it 95% or greater, the defendant is guilty. Okay, good. That's a good, you know, that's a high burden. Civil cases, 51% as called preponderance, meaning I've got a, the jury has to believe that the claims of the, the winning side are a little bit more believable than the claims of the losing side. Okay, 51%. Uh, the, the Dems are saying now, neither is the case here because this is not a court of law. I, I get that. Thank you. It's also not a banana. Now that you're distinguishing irrelevant things, tell me what your standard is. What amount of proof is necessary to disqualify this guy from a federal job? 25? 20? 17? 11? Because I want you to give me a number, uh, leftists, because then I'm going to use that number against you. So when you tell me it's 7.5% likelihood that these accusations are true is enough to kick the guy out of the job, I'm going to come to your boss and say and present certain evidence that's that's highly unlikely, but there's a little bit of likelihood. And let's see if we can chin that bar of seven and a half percent that you've established for Judge Kavanaugh. 
And let's see if you keep your federal job. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Watch out. Yeah, listen to this. This Senator Bernie Sanders wrote in a weekend letter to the FBI, all right, saying they shouldn't just probe the accusations, but they should also conduct an investigation into whether Kavanaugh was honest during the hearing. Quote, a fundamental question the FBI can help answer is whether Judge Kavanaugh has been truthful with the committee. This goes to the very heart of whether he should be confirmed to the court. Uh, Democrats who enthusiastically called for an FBI investigation last week now seem to be downplaying it. Yes, of course, there should be an FBI investigation, says Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy. But whatever they find doesn't change the fact that Kavanaugh, especially after his performance yesterday, speaking of when he uh, tore into the Senate, right, uh, is the most dangerous Supreme Court pick of our lifetime. But just be clear, according to the leftists, he's dangerous because he will, without a doubt, shift the balance of the court to the right. Well, yeah. What's her name from uh, Hawaii? Right. Let out her intentions when she said, hey, look, I'm going to vote against you because you're a conservative. Right. Right. So stop pretending. Stop demanding the um, the the ongoing, never ending, uh, ever changing FBI investigations. And just admit what you're doing, leftists, and say, we're opposing this guy and we'll throw whatever mud we need to at the wall. And we don't want him in in that position. And let's go have a vote. This but of course, so they don't funny. want to vote, right? Left-leaning journalists now are complaining that the investigation is not focusing enough on Kavanaugh's drinking habits in high school and college. You know, it's not just that they aren't allowed to investigate the third accuser's claims, NBC's uh, Ken Zedillian tweeted. They also won't look into his drinking at Yale or pull Mark Judge's employment records or take other basic investigative steps, we are told. Can I comment on this, Mark Judge? They, say, oh, wait, they, they need to pull his uh, employment records from Safeway. And by the way, I don't care if they get his 35-year-old employment records from Safeway. But do you really think there are 35-year-old employment records from Safeway sitting around for Mark Judge who was checking bags at the time? That's the thing. They they seem to think it's like this massive database of leftist tracking of conservatives, who owns guns, where they live, where they work. Where do they think they're going to find these employment records? That's that's the funny part about it. It's that they seem to think that there are things out there that simply aren't out there. So, again, I have no opposition to, to, to finding records, but I have a real skepticism that any such records actually exist. All right. Tom Cotton tweeting out over the weekend for goalposts moving democrats there it is and your media wing i've been interviewed many times for fbi background checks for uh, classmates me soldiers too. me too and nominees me too every time the agent asked about any drinking problems you really think that the fbi missed that in six background checks of judge kavanaugh well, I've known folks in the FBI. A good friend of mine was in the FBI. And there's a set of, of questions that they ask. So this is – there's nothing new, right? 
this they have raised these issues and that's the thing about the dems i again i have no problem with an investigation but the dems keep moving the goalpost as senator cotton points out because it's all about the delay mm-hmm. I, I i agree with the president I, 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 that this most recent investigation was certainly this is my point and then i'll say where i agree with the president that not my point and others that Clearly, the Dems wanted this investigation clearly as a delaying tactic. But in the end, in all likelihood, it will work out for the benefit of the Republicans and of Kavanaugh. Because what will happen is they'll finish this this week. Nothing will come of the investigation because, as I said, I don't know where they think they're getting some evidence of events from 30 – excuse me, 35 years ago. Let me me ask you a question. If you put – if you gave a written statement yep. just weeks ago yep. that under perjury yep. was true, if the FBI sits down and looks at you across the desk and says, is everything in this correct? Right. What are you going to tell them? Well, and the, the same thing, of course. And moreover, they seem to think that when the FBI goes to talk to any of these players, that the FBI comes in pointing guns and they take them down to the to the police station and they shine they the bright can't light. force them to they do can't anything force them to do anything they show up to the guy's house and he says i don't want to talk to you that's the end of it mm-hmm. or he can say read my statement or he can say i'm happy to repeat my statement meaning there's one is not mandated to talk to the fbi this is not the gestapo right this is not nazi germany when the fbi shows up to your house any of these people's houses and they want to talk to them they it's completely voluntary and it can be ended uh, as quickly as it can be started or not started at all so uh the the dems are right when they say it's not the same thing they're wrong when they think that the outcome won't be largely the same thing so okay it's semantics but it's all about semantics now with the Dems because it has nothing to do with the actual investigation. They bought themselves a week. They got themselves a week. And now they want to get another week. Get one week, try for two. Get two, try for four. That's it. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. That's what they try to do. Hey, let me tell you about what's going on at Holland Bottom Farms. I mean, we're you know we're way past strawberries and we're starting to move past you know, uh, vegetables and things of fresh vegetables and things of that nature. Watermelons, we get past that. We pass cantaloupes, don't have that. You know, okra, tomatoes, jalapeno peppers, perhaps. Uh, the, you know, sweet lunchbox peppers, blackberries, Robin Hood honeys there. That's taken from the hives located on the farm itself. So you can eat healthy with what you get at Holland Bottom Farms and Cabot. But we're moving into fall now. And by the way, they're right there on Highway 321 in Cabot. Now you can get corn stalks, hay, pumpkins, and I mean big pumpkins. They have all of that for your decor. Uh, If you want to use it uh, outside the house or inside the house, or maybe you're one of those folks that can break down pumpkin and make your own pumpkin to make your own pies. I don't know. There's people who can do that. I can't, to be honest with you. Uh, I can pick up a pumpkin, I can, uh, you know, get the guts out of it, and I can carve one, you know, with the the triangle eyes and a triangle nose and uh, and a jagged smile and stick a candle in it. I'm pretty good at that. But the rest of the stuff, not so much. Well, if you're looking for a pumpkin 
to display. If you're looking for, you know, maybe uh, some cider, things of that nature, Holland Bottom Farms in Cabot, right off of Highway 321. They are open Monday uh, through Saturdays, and they are now uh, open on Sundays during the fall. That's Holland Bottom Farms. All right, we just have uh, a couple of minutes left before we get to the news at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Robert Steinbach is our guest uh, during this two hours. been talking about the Kavanaugh uh, confirmation hearing. We're talking about the FBI investigation. Uh, I've told you, and we've uh, broke the story today, uh, that, uh, of course, um, Mitch McConnell, the majority leader in the Senate, or the Senate pro tem is the official title, uh, has uh, said they will. there will be a vote this week on Kavanaugh, and rightly so. There should be a vote this week. Uh, th- this is supposed to have been a narrow probe by the FBI, and it was supposed to be quick. It wasn't supposed to take a long time. And, that, that's what's, and, the, and the Democrats agreed to it. They all agreed to it uh, uh, on the uh, Judiciary Committee. So they should be saying, yeah, uh, they're doing what uh, they've been told to do. And- what? We'll see what they had. Yeah, that's Diane Feinstein. What, what was that? As a point of personal privilege, I'm going to call on Senator Flake. What? <laughs> what? Say what? I like that. You're going to call on Senator Flake and what? As a point of personal privilege, I'm going to call on Senator Flake. Uh, yeah, what are we voting on? Let's see. What? <laughs> huh? What? That's Diane Feinstein doing the what. Mm-hmm. She didn't even know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot of them don't have a clue. You know who really also irritates me by saying that we don't know if Kavanaugh's telling the truth or anything is Blumen, uh, Blumenthal. Oh, I, I can't listen to Blumenthal. I mean, you, you, here you got a guy that lied about going to Vietnam, lied about and knew he was lying about it. Well, you know, I did so much in military, I just assumed I went to Vietnam. What? What? <laughs> Say, you know what? If you went to Vietnam, you knew you went to Vietnam. Went to Vietnam and smoked so much. Oh. <laughs> maybe, yeah. well, maybe he was blackout drunk and forgot. Maybe that could have been the thing. That's, that's it. it. That's the other thing. That's it. Did you can, black out? Can, can you imagine you anybody in the Senate thing saying, did you black out when you right. were drinking? Right. And I like this. No, Senator, did you? Right. Oh, right. that made me right. laugh. Right. It made me but then laugh. he came back. He apologized for that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. see the apology. Yeah, I didn't I like to be. I, I was too snarky. Yeah. No, yeah. you weren't. Right. It's a legitimate human nature reaction right. Right. to what you've been going through. Right. Right. You got people who are saying that you have been sitting up women to be, you know, gang raped, yeah. for God's yeah. sake. Yeah. Give me a break. I mean, yeah. it's just. Well, you know, that's interesting is that those... 10 seconds. Yep. Well, just these kind of last-minute accusations really are undermining the Dems. I I do believe that. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Mm -hmm. Take your calls, 823-0965. All right, back with your final 25 minutes of the show today. Robert Steinbach is here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He'll be with us until the top of the hour. Of course, Robert is a, a law professor at UALR's Bowen School of Law. His opinions are his and his alone and are not necessarily those of the School of Law or UALR, though they should be. Just, uh, Thank you. Just my thought. Your personal opinion. Just my personal opinion, yeah. Indeed. Um, so do you think Kavanaugh's going to be confirmed? I do. I do. Look, it, 
I, I'm in not fact, saying that, I'm going to predict. Yeah. Go ahead. There'll be at least two Democrats to vote for him. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think as time passes, of course, the odds uh, become more precarious. But I do still think that we are – uh, the the greater likelihood is that he will be confirmed within you know within a week in fact so um yeah i think by the end of this week yeah you know, it'll be you know it'll be all be done right all right i played this earlier let me play it now newt gingrich had something to say about november 6th and don't forget we will be broadcasting uh november 6th which is election day live from republican headquarters at the embassy suites the night of election and uh we'll start at two o'clock when the show starts we'll be coming to you from there and we'll be going until have we decided are we going to 10 is that where what we're unless something's really really tight yeah 10 o'clock will be fine yeah 10 o'clock i don't want to stay up much later than that if i don't have to okay well look if it's if uh the gubernatorial you know is divided by 30 votes we'll probably stay on the air but I'm not Until expecting that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not yeah. expecting that you'll to happen. Get, Russ, you'll get a good night's sleep if that's the standard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and Clark Tuck, and look, Clark Tucker is not good. Is not going to beat uh, Hill. French, yeah. French is not going right. to get beat either. Right. So anyway, right. just to let you know, so we'll, be you know, very quiet. Please we'll be, don't say that. We'll be yeah. We'll be watching. We'll be watching the um, the mayoral race because somebody has to get fifty percent to win outright and i don't know if that's going to happen i think there'll be a runoff on that so anyway got that we're going to be there to cover it all for you we'll be live we'll have all the movers and shakers stopping by and talking to us we're we're hoping to have the mevo up and running so you can look in from time to time if you want to as you listen so uh, keep that all in mind but here's what newt gingrich said we may see on november 6th well look the democrats can't get away from being the the resistance party it's what they spent the last two years on uh, it started election night uh and and my prediction i, I did this uh I, I just wrote a small paper that's at amazon on the 2018 election and i started by linking to an interview i did with megan kelly two weeks before the election last time when everybody knew trump was going to lose uh people tend to forget this everybody knew trump was going to lose well i'm here to say i think the odds are even money Election night 2018 will be an even worse shock for the left than 2016 was. I don't think people want open borders. I don't think people want tolerance for fentanyl and opiate deaths. I don't think people want giant tax increases. I don't think people want to see mobs out there running around intimidating and bullying people. Uh, And I think that the Democrats are in a very, very weak position going into the last five weeks. I believe that, too, as well as... The last Gallup poll, if that didn't shock the left, then nothing will. Because they saw they showed that the Republican Party is liked by more people than the Democrat Party is. It showed that the Republican Party is stronger now than they were in 2014 amongst the electorate. And if that's the case, what happened in 2014? That's when Republicans took the the senate back and in 2016 we won the presidency i'm just telling you i've been saying it all along i and the number one uh topic that people have said is on their list and of course it makes sense since what's been going on is the supreme court 
And that was the number one topic for people when they went to the polls in 2016. Indeed. And, and that's why, notwithstanding what the Dems are doing and thinking, this has a significant chance of coming back and biting them on the behind. Because now the president and, uh, and all those running in the midterms uh, can say, you voted two years ago regarding the Supreme Court? And we let's assume the Kavanaugh nomination is still being held up. Uh, guess what? You got to do it again. You got to do it again, mm-hmm. or it's going to go to the Dems. Or if Kavanaugh goes through, which, as we just discussed, I think is the, is the more likely uh, uh, option. Uh, you say uh, to to the, the voters, "Look, we just barely got this one in. There's a good chance there'll be another one up. Does that not matter to you anymore?" Because five to four is a pretty narrow margin. You probably want six to three. So if Boy, you want, I can't imagine what the next one would be yeah, like. Exactly. If Trump has got to make uh, the, the the nominee now, here here is what be interesting, mm-hmm. Robert. It comes in his last year, right? Right. All right. Or will they? Will of they, the first will, term to be clear? Yeah. Right. Will, exactly. Will, will they say? Oh, they'll say they'll say just like they'll say it's Merrick Garland. And yeah. then, of course, the Republicans will say, well, that was the last year of the second term of president. <laughs> now, with that said, let me be clear. What Republicans did, and I fully supported it, but what Republicans did at the end of the Obama administration was said, look, it's late in the day. We have the political power to hold up this nomination. That political power is consistent with the Constitution. We can do this, and we've done it, and we're going to do it, and we've done it. Um, so, but if the Dems come forward and say, no, no, we want to hold it up. And if they, let's say the Dems took control of the Senate, they could hold it up. That's how it works. Uh, whether a a party can hold up a nomination uh, or all nominations or any nomination for four years of an entire presidency term, uh, and still satisfy the constitutional standard of advice and consent, that, I think, is a much tougher claim to make. But to do it in the last year of any term, they, any any party could get away with it. There's a greater justification politically for doing it in the last year of a second term. And that's why I thought even politically or indeed politically, that was a fair move for the Republicans. But if the Dems took control of the Senate, uh, I would not expect any appointments to the Supreme Court to go through during the remainder of the first term of the presidency, plain and simple. I got to tell you, if I'm Heidi Heitkamp right. – before I go into this election, right, I'd be looking at voting for yeah, uh, well, and, Ka- uh, Kavanaugh. Because and Manchin, here's right? the reason: Manchin? Kramer, who's yeah. running against her, a yeah. Republican, who has been trailing her significantly mm-hmm. in the last four weeks, has stretched out to about a almost a three point lead on her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you take the chance, right, that you vote, you know, for Kavanaugh and? Right tick off everybody in the electorate in north dakota i don't think so right. and mansion is the same way that's right yeah that's why he's been saying well you know there's still things i'll wait until what we hear that from the fbi and all of well, that you see what the dems want is they want all the republicans and 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 each of the dems want one other dem to go first right they want to be the next guy in the door and say listen i voted for him because i voted my conscience but it didn't matter anyway that's what they want well, and, yeah. don lee saying from indiana that yep. He's going to vote against Kavanaugh. I hope he does. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's it'll, de- hurt it'll be the death knell right. for him. Right. And, and we'll pick up Indiana. 
I still think we pick up West Virginia. I think we pick up North Dakota. A very good uh, possibility we will pick up Missouri. And uh, I still think a uh, very good possibility we pick up Florida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Scott, can't count him out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, two mm-hmm. terms as uh, right, right. Florida governor and stuff, can't count him right, out. Right. And uh, so it would be very interesting. Nevada's kind of iffy right now. Right. Heller. Right. But Heller, you know, he votes like a Democrat anyway. He's like mm-hmm. Flake. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, Flake has got the right last name, doesn't he? And doesn't he, though, right? Because uh, he is one. Right. Uh, did you see him when he was confronted in that elevator? And, I, and let me be clear. I'm not saying that would necessarily be an easy situation to deal with. But it seemed to me that the the, the woman who had suffered a harm, not at Flake's hands, obviously. Nobody su- suggests otherwise. Um dominated flake to the point of it's one thing to be respectful of someone particularly if they have suffered a harm and you want to perhaps give them a slightly wider berth but the truth is that flake was beaten up by her uh and flake uh should have said i i hear you i hear what you're saying i appreciate your comments um and then take take her comments and, and move on but he had his but but this is not the same as what you went through. That's what I would say. Right, right. Well, I mean, there's exactly that. That I appreciate what you have to say, but that you have suffered this harm doesn't mean that that's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And and Flake really looked quite weak in that situation. He he should have been respectful but communicative. But he had his head tucked down like a dog tucks his tail when it's afraid of the lightning. Well, that's the way he always does. Yeah, yeah. But but and here's my problem with Frank. But then he turns around and he is the most uh, sort of uh, um, preachy person. And I mean that in the sense that, you know what? I don't need another reverend. You know what? I, I've got my own church to go to. I don't need him sort of preaching to me about things outside the scope of politics, etc. And he is so over the top. And, well, President Trump really needs he, – he's no good because he says these things and I don't like that he says them. And don't get me wrong. He's entitled to his opinions. But he says it in a way that he's trying to import it into politics as a mandate. And sorry, you act the way you want to act, and the other guy can act the way he wants to act, and you can criticize him all you want, and that's why you're not running for office again, because you couldn't get reelected. Well, not only because he couldn't get reelected, he would have been crushed in the general election, and crushed probably in the primary. Exactly. So if, look, the, the people have spoken, and what they've said is, you're not our cup of tea. Yeah, okay. absolutely not even close. Right, right. All right, final break, then we're back with more. Robert Steinbach and myself, if you've got something you'd like to say or you want to ask a question, 823-0965 on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Robert, let me ask you this question because uh, it's something that a lot of people have not been talking about. And it is that the Supreme Court is now back in session. Right. They've started again. That's right. Now, they're divided along ideological lines. That's there's, right. There's no doubt about that. That's right. So they got a docket of uh, cases out there. The court's calendar features cases on endangered species, excessive fines, litigation over sex offender registration, 
all of that could have broad constitutional ramifications. So, of course, it's important to get this thing with Kavanaugh done. Absolutely. So that you have a, a full nine That's right. sitting there hearing these cases. That's right. That's right. We choose odd numbers for courts of more than one person for that reason, meaning with an odd number, you get a, you get a definitive outcome. Because you can't have 50-50, right? It, the, a friend of mine had a great joke uh, when we uh, went to Las Vegas once. And, you know, in the craps game, you, there are all sorts of different bets you can bet. And one of the bets called a hard eight, which means you roll a f- four on one of the dice and a four in the other dice. So my friend said, I want to bet the hard nine, which is a four and a half and a four and a half, right? It doesn't exist. So there is no hard nine and there is no there is no – uh, four and a half versus four and a half on the Supreme Court. So at the tightest vote you can get with a full panel is five to four, either direction. But with eight, guess what? You get it split down the middle. And the result is nothing. The result is there's no decision, essentially. It goes back to the, the, yeah, to the lower court, court that it came from, That's and right. that stands. And that stands, and it's still up, can come up at a later point for review because there has been no proclamation by the Supreme Court one way or the other. Mm-hmm. The case gets resolved one way or, the, or another, but there's no law made out of it, so to speak. Uh, and that's a problem because uh, definitiveness in the law – uh, is an important concept. It's not the only concept, but it's a, an important concept because it allows people to predict uh, with some measure of confidence what they're entitled to do or prohibited from doing in the future. That's why precedent is important. Not all controlling, but important because if a court says one day you're allowed to cross double yellow lines on the highway and then you cross a double yellow line and the next day say, whoops, we didn't really mean that. You go straight to jail. Well, that's not very good for a free society. Yeah, we didn't mean it in the, right. the area you were driving. Exactly. Sorry, not there. Not there. Um, so Not a, going up a hill. That's right. So in a free society, we need a predictability of the law, albeit the law can change. And that's this delicate balance of what's known as stare decisis, which is just precedent. Uh, and Or, so, yep. or if a, a group of justices feel the initial decision was erroneous. Right. Well, that's it, that, that you should follow – precedent unless it's clear that the original decision that you would be following was is just outright like Dred wrong. Scott. Right, exactly. And that's how we see developments in the law, that things develop progressively with certain sharp turns. Scalia was well known for having decided a case regarding criminal defendants' rights that gave them more rights. And he said, why? Because we got this wrong all along. Mm-hmm. And we now we have to straighten out, hey, you know who agreed with him? The liberals, the leftists, because Scalia was principal. And I heard Thomas uh, at a meeting that I went to speak, and he said, you think Scalia wanted to agree with that criminal defendant? No, but he knew that the law agreed with that criminal defendant. And so that's why he ruled that way. And if you're always ruling in a way that the outcome is the one that you want, then you're not being a judge. You're being a politician. You're choosing your own Thank preferences. You. And that's the difference between real judging and the political star chamber that the, that the left wants. They decide what political outcomes they want, and then they say, well, those are in the Constitution and protected, and those things they don't want are either prohibited in the Constitution or not found they in the Constitution. They want a Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals that's right. as a Supreme Court. That's right. That's right. And as you know, by the way, Dave, we live in the Eighth Circuit, the most conservative circuit. Yeah. Um, 
all but one of the judges, I think, uh, have been appointed by Republicans. All right. Here's a here's a last story for us. Yes, sir. That upscale Italian restaurant uh, that uh, Senator Ted Cruz and his wife right, were at, right. and they got kind of confronted. Out, right. Yeah. Uh, the owner says that he will now have security guards at his restaurant. He says, "Quote: We are now living in the aftermath of this PR disaster." The owner said in an email to customers. Last Monday, the senator and Heidi Cruz were chased out by about a dozen protesters regarding Ted Cruz's support of embattled Supreme Court nominee Judge Brett Kavanaugh. In the email sent last weekend, the owner and chef said the restaurant had to temporarily take down social media accounts because of hateful comments and reservation lines were inundated with callers taunting staff and threatening to destroy the restaurant. Wow. The email said that he and his wife have personally received death threats. Quote, we would have never thought such a thing was possible in the restaurant business. In addition Amazing. to extra, extra security, staff will be re- retrained to avoid similar instances and encourage customers to keep coming because, quote, we will emerge from this challenge quickly. Un believable what the left is doing amazing it's absolutely amazing yeah yeah remember they showed up and we believe survivors yeah we believe survivors by the way can i make a final comment sure the the it's the usurpation if that's the right word and that's the irony because i'm going to talk about the right word in a moment this word of survivors yes you know where the word survivor comes from i do not comes from the holocaust okay i did not know those who were in the death camps and made it out are survivors. And while I have great sympathy for those who are abused, sexually abused, attacked in any way, as well as anybody else who's harmed, the word survivor refers to people who were in the death camps. I've met my relatives, no longer alive at this point, but I met my relatives who were actual survivors. I've seen their Nazi-imposed tattoos on their arms. I've heard their stories of the death camps. That's where the term survivor comes from. It's about time that we stop conflating everything. Everything. These people, people who are sexually abused have suffered horrible wrongs. But the term survivor has one meaning, and it should stay that way. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Wraps it up for today. Robert, always a pleasure. Thank you, my Thanks friend. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you. A lot of things to talk about. Indeed. You'll be back with us again next week here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Tomorrow, power panels coming on in and uh, let you know that we'll have our typical power panel in, but that may change over uh, the next few weeks. Uh, we've got a person that wants to move to another day we're going to do that we've got to find somebody to replace that person so we got to do that uh there's a couple of people that i'm talking to about that uh, we'll see uh who says they can do it and who can't so we'll figure figure that out before it's all over bible guys will be in tomorrow gina martin from uh, little rock tours is going to stop by her daughter who you've heard on this show before is going to be performing up in branson 
Joe nice. want to talk to her about it. Nice. Her daughter's 14 years old. Wow. Going to be performing. She's, Good for her. She's going to come in, and I think she's going to sing a, a song for us. So oh, that'd be nice. We'll be doing that tomorrow as well. Bible Guys tomorrow also. Don't forget, if you got a Bible Guy question, just email me, Dave at uh, SalemLR.com or Bible Guys at SalemLR. That's S-A-L-E-M-L-R.com. See you tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.